Not. That's how I get my voice ready. Go. Did oh, you stop God. licking the mic? Stop. It's terrible. Nobody wants to hear that. It's good for you. Yeah, no, That's not true. Yeah. ASMR crowd. Nope. Yeah, what? All one of our viewers is interested? And me. I feel like and every you. time That's we it. start a show, no, it's two. always the ASMR stuff. Three, maybe? Don't, don't stop saying that. Well, all right, fine. All right. If you are out there, thanks for listening. ASMR. Yes. You know what? You know when you go to a Subway? Yeah. Not eat, the, the... Eat fresh. Yes. The, the fresh. sandwich place, not the... Uh, subway, the, Subway. Yeah, like the train station. Okay. And you get a new guy... And you ask for a little bit of lettuce, and in their head, they're like, let's give you two fistfuls of lettuce on your sandwich. They have to do it. It's their job. It's so aggravating. They have to take, no nope, lettuce. You oh, get a little bit of lettuce. Because they want to get rid of it, because it's going to get no, old. Here's the dump truck's worth of lettuce. Take on all, a, so take all this crunchy water. And then you ask for a lot of ranch and chipotle dr- sauce, and they give you one line of each. Yeah, and I'm like, all, yeah. dude, yeah, a little more. The default is a more. two. A little more. And then they, they get frustrated at me Drench like it's my fault. Shit. And I'm like... Well, if you did a lot the first time, we wouldn't be in this situation now. This is why Corey hops the counter and does it himself. Canada? Yep. Hops the counter. Oh, I heard Canada. I was like, oh, Canada's better subways. They don't make it right. I just jump on like, step aside. I'll teach a noob. And we're back. Welcome everyone out there on planet Earth. You are listening to the Three Ugly Guys podcast, a subsidiary of All or Nothing, because we're going to talk about it all, and we're going to talk about nothing, and everything in between. As always, we are Three Ugly Guys. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Whoppin' Molly's. In the house tonight, That's we got Joe. Joe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I thought I'd bring it back. You, oh, you're such I a dick. To just, I, know, I, have, I haven't done it in a while. Wow. You just pulled the mic right now. Uh, no, I pulled the me. You definitely just pulled... Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess you did start this. It's been a while. It's it's, it's been, since it's, 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 it's been, been a while. while. It's yeah, been a while. I, think, I thought about it. I was like, you know, I haven't interrupted Corey in a while. Like, I haven't like, you know, we had a lot of good intros the past few episodes. We we're like, it was just perfect. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me be a jerk. Let me let me downgrade the quality let me of our intros. Twenty twenty and it's been a while. It's Joe. Yeah, but you've never interrupted me for Joe before. I know I had something different. He had so to switch it up. Off. I wanted something different every time now. Actually, he didn't cut me off. I didn't even get a chance to speak. That's true. You just cut you off. Oh. And he said that he's more important than you because he spoke for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Yo. Never said that. Never said. How dare you? Are you doing a bit right now? Because I, I don't know what idea. you're putting down. <laughs> I don't know if it was an accent. I don't know. I was. Wait, did we introduce Paul yet? No. We're not going to. No, we're not going so to. So we have I'm a... Uh, God damn it. Yeah. All right. You know what, Paul? I was going to let you introduce... <gasps> yeah. Exactly. <gasps> no. Because... <laughs> I mean, if you want to introduce it, it's up to you. But. No, it only seems right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let Paul run with this one right here. So we have a special guest on today. I know you guys, you guys know, you guys know our friends, Franny and Giuseppe. Well, they're not here, <laughs> but we have their cousin, Frankie Cheech. Frankie Cheech, what's up? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good to be here. The Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Thanks for coming, bro. It. Yeah, Very seriously. Excited. Welcome. Yeah. Well, that's three Thanks. of the family now we had. Three. Three. Is a magic number. Three is a magic number. Three is a magic number. Is that a song? I don't know. <laughs> nope. I have no idea. Probably no. not. Oh, no. One, One is the loneliest, loneliest number. That right. ever... There's a lot of singing going on in this Two. episode. Two. There is. Singing I wonder why. Going yeah. on. I wonder why you don't this episode. Why. Frankie, is there, there a reason, there's reason for that? reason why there's like music going on? Actually, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about MTV's Unplugged. Ooh. Ooh. A series that began in uh, 1989 and uh, carried on through, I mean... 
up to a few a couple of years ago actually it kept coming back we were there Reboots and who knows and it might even come back again so, back who knows Bring it back i mean they're bringing so many things back you know so who knows why I mean, not nostalgia yeah. is strong right now especially in music i remember unplug unplug was a good show good music introduced me to a lot of bands mm-hmm. same are we focusing on the 90s Unplugged? Otherwise, my notes are completely no, irrelevant dude. for today. No, we're gonna we want to talk about Unplugged in general. Okay, man. Cool. Yeah, we can unplug each other and plug each other back in. Ooh, that sounds really weird. Yeah, but yeah, it was very. Uh, yeah, that wasn't even planned. The that was not that planned. Happened like, I mean, that way. I mean, Frankie, you want to set us off, bro? Yeah, oh, Frankie. Actually, uh, wait, actually, before we. So, oh. Sorry, I, I'm not. We're gonna definitely let you take this off, but I, we, there's one thing we got to do. I think it only seems appropriate since okay. we're doing a music episode. Okay. So, now this is April, what the hell's today's date? April what? April 15th. We're recording this on April 15th, April 15th 2021. It's going to come out November it's 1st. Gonna be April or May. Um, May the force be with you. So, and also with you. Thank you. Last week, we lost a very important member mm-hmm. of the hip-hop community. Yes. Um, it's very devastating for a lot of people, but, you know, DMX passed away last Friday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any DMX fans out there definitely felt it, but... You know, for me personally, I was a DMX fan, jeez, 15 years, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd say about... About 15 years. Yeah. So Actually, I'd say longer. I, I'd no, say, longer for me. Well, like, I started hardcore listening to him in high school. Okay. So, like, that's when I really got to, like, uh, you know, into his music. Where the Hood At, still my favorite song. You always reference that in the podcast. You Where do? The hood at. Yeah. Where the hood at. One day, I will do justice to that voice. I'll do him proud. But I mean, I did that one impression of him back in Christmas. That's Rudolph. true. Yeah. Rudolph That's the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yep. We were going to put him on a pirate ship with um, <laughs> Johnny Depp and somebody else. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is really good. Uh, There'll never be a come on like that ever again. No, there will not no. be. Yeah. There will not be. What? What? Yeah, see, yeah, see, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was Corey. That was DMX. Yeah. <laughs> that was really him. Yeah. He was yeah. here. So I just want to say rest in peace, DMX. Oh, Forever works. a rap icon and legend. Yeah. I just love how like the world really, like in like, you know, the same day Prince Philip mm-hmm. died, yes. but yeah. everybody just nope DMX. Nope, DMX. Oh, yeah. and I was like, yep, nice. He really touched a lot of people's like hearts and really yeah, yeah, especially in American culture. You know, with with music, you know, we don't really care. I mean, no offense to Prince Harry or whoever. I didn't even know about. I think that. it was Prince Philip. He was ninety nine. Yeah, he was well, like ninety nine. He, he lit the good. No, ninety nine. Red, red balloons. That's honestly, awesome. I don't. I don't keep up with any uh, royal stuff. I. I don't care about that. I don't think that's even a real thing in my head. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to me. That whole thing is weird. But um, yeah, rest in peace to DMX. He was definitely an American icon. Well known, uh, by one of the best, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know he'll be RIP. missed. Yeah. He'll be missed. So we yeah. dedicate this episode to him. Yeah, yes, Max. So Frankie, set us off. We uh, want to start yeah. with this. MTV's unplugged. Yeah, start so. from the beginning or whatever you yeah, want. A little background, right? Yeah, for a little people, background. Like, like for me, like I, I don't know what what this is. So like, how would you yeah. uh, introduce? Sell me on DMX unplugged. See, that would have been really good. That would have been great. MTV unplugged. What's the premise? Yeah. So MTV Unplugged actually started in uh, 1989. The first episode was uh, featured Squeeze, Sid Shaw, and Elliot Easton, which, uh, you know, that was the first taping for it. Um, but there were so many that, you know, that's not even the most famous one. You know, the the first actual album to come out from the Unplugged was from uh, Sir Paul McCartney. 
wow. uh, released the first ever Unplugged album. And the reason why is because um, originally it was just a TV show on mm -hmm. MTV. And he didn't want people, he knew he was very smart. He was ahead of the times, um, Paul McCartney, because he was like, people are going to bootleg this. And instead of them bootlegging it and making money, I'm going to bootleg it. And it was actually called uh, Paul, Paul McCartney Unplugged, uh, the original bootleg when it came out. Genius. It and really is genius. He's the first one to put it out as an album. And I think there's, I mean, there was a lot of unplugged sets. I don't know how many, um, probably close to 100, if not more. Um, but less than 30 have actually came out as an album. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to try to look that up. Definitely so a few standouts of the of episodes I remember watching as a kid. Um, even the whole... Uh, what, do you want to get, bring up one that really stood out uh, to you first? I mean, when, when, Sorry, just a question. When you said sets, so how, does this, like, how is an episode structured? Like, Is it like a half an hour thing? Is it an hour? How many people are typically like on hours, an episode? Right? Like, I'm not sure how this works. I think back in the day, they would tape a few, um, you know, a few days apart. They would set up, you know, the set. And um, because I think that the uh, Stone Temple Pilots actually, um, they, they recorded theirs, I think, within days of Nirvana doing theirs. I'm not sure That's exactly. But my point is that they would do them sometimes days apart mm. and then release them, you know, whenever the time was, you know, came to do it. Um, you know, so it just varied, you know, but it just became less frequent in the more recent years. You know, mm. I don't think it, it's, it, I don't know if unplugged really works now in, in the, this day and age right now. I don't, I don't know if it works as well as it did as, because you got to understand also MTV unplugged um, back in the day to be on it was a big deal. That was a big um, launching pad for a lot of artists. Uh, you know, for me, I mean, I remember seeing, you know, Stain on MTV Unplugged. And uh, he did that version of I'm on the outside, you know, outside. Uh, I love outside so much. And I believe it was Fred Durst that was on there with him. And man, I'm that, I had goosebumps, man, like listening to that version of it. And I was like, who is this dude? He's so fucking cool. A lot of, a lot of cool. emotion. Really a lot of emotion. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, so, so for me, that was like magic. And I loved Stained from there on. I went out, I bought their album, you know, and I was, what, 12, 13 at the time. I went out and, you know, uh, bought a guitar and, you know, like the Unplugged is what inspired that acoustic guitar, you know? Yo, that sounds, uh, that's legit right there. I think, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure all of us growing up in the 90s, Aaron Lewis, definitely feel this. Sustained. Oh, yeah. I, I, knew that. I, I didn't know that. I had to I just look at it. I was like, wait a minute, what's his name? Aaron Lewis. Oh, it's okay. not? You could have asked me. I know. I was, I was just looking. I was like, ah, Aaron Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you knew, but it's. Like, when I was a kid, you know, what I liked watching MTV for were the music videos. I mean, yeah. that's obviously the damn name of the channel. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And I'm then. It was back when MTV played when music. music. Yeah, it's, it, they should just fucking change the name of the channel already because they should, yeah. it, they've deviated so far from music. And I think that's kind of almost a disservice to the music industry in Our some TV. way. Reality TV. Because there's like things you could do with music. I mean, people still watch TV. I mean, of course. It, so like, you know, it, just filling it with bullshit. I just counted. 
in America, there was 207 episodes. 200. You wow. counted 207? I, I said possibly 100. 207. That's double. This year, 2021, on February 23rd, uh, BTS did one in South Korea. Back in 94, Phil Collins did one in Europe. And then there's a whole bunch in, from uh, MTV Brazil. So, wow. so for That's America, MT- it was 207. Yeah, MTV still you know, is around the world. You know, Europe mm-hmm. has their MTV. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe they still have their own plugged episodes, but we don't have... Well, you know what? That kind of echoes a little bit of what Dom told me. This was years ago. He was talking about when he went to Italy, that in Italy, Backstreet Boys was like still big. And they're like, still big to me. Well, yeah, but he was saying that like that they're like ten be- years behind the trends. Mm. So when Backstreet Boys unless was kind they, of unless over here, it's like yeah. Eurotrip. Yeah, like they were just getting popular yeah, there. Miami Vice, number one show. Because like mm. even in Japan, like they still have like record stores. Oh, oh right. you know, well, it's like Jesse so, and the Rippers. Huge Uncle, in Japan. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Uncle Jesse is And the Rippers. So it just like, you know, <laughs> when it's weird. It almost seems like, you know, America's an epicenter in some degree. And then it just kind of radiates outwards. And it just takes time to pick up, you know. Or we rush through things, too. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, especially nowadays. We don't have time, I think, to really sink into an so artist. Focus on something and enjoy it. It's really sad. All right, on to the next thing. Well, and I think the early 2000s was a prime example of one-hit wonders. I mean, how many rap songs are coming out that just... You'd never heard of those guys again. You're like, what? Where the hell did Shop Boys go? They had one song and now they're gone. Where did Mims go? Nobody knows. I think there's been a lot of one-hit wonders through the through the history of music. Oh yeah, hundred percent greatest one-hit wonders. But I'll tell you, no one, no one's gonna do an unplugged that had a one one one-hit wonder and have it come out as an album. Yeah, no way. Um, Eric Clapton um, revitalized his career with Unplugged. Unplugged. Um, his album, his, he, you know, he didn't think that it was going to work. I mean, no one really thought it was going to work. It actually really helped his career big time. Um, guys like Tony Bennett actually also. Yeah. Still going um, strong. Yeah. You know, it revitalized his career as well. And yeah. it did so much for so many other artists. Mm-hmm. Tony Bennett started doing a lot of... Uh, Duets with like other, oh, yeah. other yeah, more, album just with more, duets. yeah, yeah, like more Gaga, uh, later artists, I don't know who that and is. I think that was Tony a jump Bennett? off. Um, you know, who Tony Bennett he's is like a Frank no. Sinatra kind of. We have the same singer. birthday, me and him. Oh, happy birthday! No, oh, happy birthday! I'm looking up a picture of oh, this guy. Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 I know who he is. I mean, not personally, but I know maybe you of do. him. I know him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's good. All right. Yeah, another another great thing about Unplugged, um, in my opinion, is that. Um, it, it didn't only allow uh, you know rock artists to to shine. It also put a spotlight on hip hop artists mm-hmm. um, like LL Cool J, uh, who did you know was the first uh, hip hop artist to do Unplugged. And it's just interesting because um, you know a lot of times hip hop gets discredited. Um, you know for you know oh it's it's easy beats sometimes made on a computer. You know but. They showed that no, like we could play real instruments. And same thing for Jay Z, who did Unplugged in two thousand one. He had the Roots as their band, and you know, the Roots are a great band. They mm-hmm. they sounded awesome, and it was you know it worked. You know, so it it also I think broadens. It was good for hip hop to mm-hmm. to do that because like for hip hop itself, like because now it, you put um, different fans and you know different the audience. audience yeah. You know, having a different, you know, also maybe gaining respect for actually playing instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, to me, it was it, it was it opened up my eyes anyway. Of like, man, they're, they're, these guys are talented too. Like with instruments, not just computers and stuff. Right. Yeah. True musicians. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that you brought up the roots. Um, I think everybody here and probably oh, people listening. Are. Yeah. Well, yeah, even even that, like, I was going to mention the D12 song, My Band. Yeah. Mm. When uh, it's like, we ain't a band, bitch. We don't play instruments, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny because the Roots are a hip-hop group, but they do play instruments, so they're also a band. And, you know, I think, you know, they now work on the Jimmy Fallon show as, like, the lead band. And I watched a video of them using children's toys as instruments. Yep. And oh, yeah. it was incredible. Those are great. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I agree with you that a lot of rappers nowadays, you know, they just... They actually don't even really good at rapping either. Like, I don't know no, what they, talent they bring to the table, but... They change their voices of the machine, and then there you go. Yeah. And I don't... Like, I know Post Malone's not a rapper, and neither is, like, Ed Sheeran. I mean, Ed Sheeran actually does have a couple songs where he tries to rap, but, I mean, those fucking guys are talented. They play instruments, you know, but they also... They work with a lot of hip-hop artists. Right. So there's a lot of fusion now, too, between um, rockers, metalheads, and rappers, you know, where these now rap guys can play an instrument or they meet people in person who know how to play an instrument and like let's do a collaboration there which and it, and it just you could hear the authenticity in the sound like, i think more artists should do shit like that step out of your comfort zone try to like do other stuff because one yeah. maybe it'll sound really cool maybe not mm. whatever at least you tried two it brings people together yeah, yeah. i mean look at machine gun kelly i mean I, I, dude i swear to god i was thinking that in my head yeah, i was yeah. just literally thinking that and i think he was he was pretty good with the hip-hop stuff he was he, really, um, he was yeah i liked a few I of agree. his songs um at a time where i really wasn't a fan of of hip-hop of the new stuff coming out because it was just like uh, you know, a lot of mumble rap and all this kind of stuff. I still really can't, you know, I, I don't really look for, I mean, I know there's got to be good hip hop out there still, but I really don't look for it because it's like, there's no incentive there because it's just like, the, I'm not really hearing anything. Those that's, those guys don't get pushed. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he's Machine Gun Kelly. He's a great example of someone that just let me do something different. And people, a lot of people are, oh, well, Eminem drove him out of hip hop. It's like, no, he was going that direction anyway, yeah. I think. He's having a lot um, of fun with what he's doing now. Yeah. You he, can he, tell he's, he's having yeah, fun. He's having really fun. People love that album he came out with. Yeah. Fantastic. They album. said it has like that 90s sound that mm -hmm. they haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of artists, and it's a smart move. Kid Rock, he he was started, he was doing rap. Yep. Then he was then doing he, rock. Then, then he, he was, was doing, doing country. country. Yeah. And for a dude named Kid Rock, you would think Rock would be obvious. He but ain't a kid no more, but yeah. Well, I mean, also, that's <laughs> true. He's, a, he's an yeah. infinite toddler. He's a bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah old Rock. Like Benjamin Button. He's and he's rock. a great guy, too. I mean, he does things all the time, you know, charity-wise and stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it, it's you have to maybe change with the times. Otherwise, you know, you, I mean, listen, you can come out with a great album, probably tour that album for 20, 30 years. But I don't know. I think if you're a real artist, you, you want to come out with new, you know, and you want your music to get out there. And, you know, I think that um, actually going back to the Unplugged, my favorite Unplugged album uh, is uh, Unplugged in New York with Nirvana. Oh, that's what a, a classic. fucking classic. I think that's the one most people they think about. all the time. When, when, you when you first hear MTV Unplugged, I feel like that's the <laughs> one that you automatically think you of. You see Kurt, you know, with his uh, you know, sweater. With the sweater and, on. And then acoustic for, guitar. For people who don't really know, like, no, like, it's a small venue, mm -hmm. a little small crowd, and they're very in the intimate. center. Of, yes, very. They're in the center center of the room, right? Stage, and mm -hmm. just, it's more... It's almost like It's the, personal. What's that ballroom? The, uh... Bowery ballroom? Hammerstein? Nope. What's in Jersey? Highland? Starland. Starland, Starland ballroom. There we go. But yeah. it's maybe even smaller. Maybe, maybe it's smaller like, than that. It's probably like you know, Bowery basement. I remember when I saw 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. at Starland. They were right there in front of me. Yeah. And I, like, I yeah. felt it more. It was just really cool. Uh, you, you just brought up 
Nirvana and Kurt Cobain yeah. thing. And again, we're recording this in April. Uh, Kid Cudi was just on SNL a couple of days ago. Yes, yes. I read saw. Yeah, he wore the sundress mm -hmm. for one of his songs. And then he wore the green sweater. sweater, green sweater, in honor of Kurt Cobain. Because I think this is like the week of the anniversary of his yeah. passing, yeah. right? And it's a lot been, of casual fans didn't even, even realize. Yeah. Like, why is he wearing a dress? And they didn't even know. They didn't yeah. get it. Suicide they, and this, like you know. They, well, uh, be, I, I wouldn't uh, go that far with that word suicide. Well, not with Kurt. I know because that know. was not a suicide. But I agree with Frank. The but sweater, saying, the sweater that was worn, actually was sold for three hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Really. His sweater that he wore for that unplugged set and the guitar that he used for that night was sold for $6 million. Wow. Yeah. And it's ironic, actually, um, because the, that night before he did his last song of the, of the evening, which to me, I mean, was the best of the entire set, um, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Um, he... Yeah, that so he was he mentioned because it's a lead belly cup cover. Yes. Um, and he mentioned that, you know, the lead belly's people were trying to sell Kurt his guitar for five hundred thousand dollars. And uh, you know, it's just funny how five hundred thousand dollars for lead belly's guitar, but this guy's guitar it's from this six million yeah, six million dollars. It's it's incredible. Well, Paul, you had a point oh, no, before I, was, I don't want to read you off with yeah. Cuddy. He was bringing up the suicide awareness because he was really big on you know, Cuddy, I know we've said yep. in interviews, he's big on the whole suicide awareness. That's yeah. why I was bringing up that part. Yeah. But that's oh, a, that's okay. a whole I story. Yeah. No, no, I agree, oh, with, the, I, I agree with the... Yeah, yeah. but that's that, the hallmark of his music. Right. Yeah, I understood really... it differently oh. when you, when no, you said suicide because yeah. people associate Kurt and suicide and I, I don't know. I have no, different I opinions agree. on that and apparently you do too, oh, Joe. Oh, yeah, I do. I definitely do. And I'm going to leave it at that. Go ahead, Corey. I was just say, again, a Cuddy-Kurt Cobain parallel. I didn't know that he... He did a cover of that song, Where Did You Sleep, last night? Yeah. Cuddy also did the same thing on his album, Wizard. And it's a, obviously a very different sound than the rest mm. of his album. I'm like, this is a really odd, you know, song to put on this album. And then I've had to close the window. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll close the window in a second. Yeah. Just somebody farted. Um, so you just saying that, that it was, uh, that they covered that song and then he just did SNL and paid homage to, yeah. you know. To Kurt. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that just like has a whole other parallel. Of and Cuddy came out with a rock album too, Speeding Bullet to he uh, Heaven. So that's another like cross genre type of experience. Sounds like an artist they need to get for Unplugged. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Heavily That'd inspired, it sounds like by uh, Nirvana. Yeah, you Nirvana know? really. You can see how yeah. Nirvana influenced a lot of future artists. Yeah, mm -hmm. tons. My favorite part from the Nirvana Unplugged, though, was mm -hmm. when they brought up the Meat Puppets. Yes. So, honestly, I, I, I love the Meat Puppets, but going back to what I was uh, going to say there. You got it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, that, that song, Where Did You Sleep Last Night, uh, it was actually a cover of Lead Belly, but Lead Belly covered it from this guy, uh, Bill Monroe. Uh, he, he did the cover in 44. Uh, Bill Monroe did the cover in 41. Uh, which was cover, which was actually a, an original song from like the 1800s. It's like a folk, it's a old folk, folk song. Yeah, so it's just also interesting to see how it went from a folk song to like kind of like a countryish kind of whatever to you know to like blues, mm -hmm. uh, and then to you know to, to grunge, Kurt, to grunge, and now and Kid Cudi, which you know to hip hop. It just shows how. Uh, talented some of these artists mm -hmm. are that they just you could take a cover and and anyone could do a cover but when you could put a twist on it the way that and i think kurt did it best out, of, out of anyone that covered it i mean I, I still get chills 
you hear I, it. In I his, have goosebumps right now yeah. thinking about you hear that it. Song. You hear it in his voice, like the especially the end, and he's like screaming. He didn't scream that entire. No, he, he didn't. He just sang, and he did not scream for any of that. Right, and he saved it for that. He last saved song. it for that last song right at the end. He didn't want to do an encore because. Yeah, and you know the rest of the band, they were down for an encore. That was the know? perfect way to end it. He said, "I can't follow that." Yeah. And the producer, he was like, "I can't even argue." Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're when you have a finale, don't fuck with it. Yeah, Just let it be. He knew. He knew. He's like, "This this is the perfect way to go out." He gave it his all. Yeah, and uh, you know, also um, th- back to the setting for that set, uh, it was you know, Kurt wanted it set up, you know, with uh, candles and mm-hmm. calla lilies and. You know, and the producer's like, you know, what do you want this to look like, a funeral? And he's like, yeah, like a funeral. I think that a lot of people, they, they say that, oh, that was um, him kind of like setting up his own funeral. Yeah. And that's why they tie in the suicide Stand to that. By, yeah. But I, that is not true. I think that it was more like um, it was, an, it was just an aesthetic, yeah. F- I know. I think it was like a funeral for the fans almost. I think that Kurt was heading in a different direction and going to segue into what you were talking about with the meat puppets, which was my favorite part of the show also, mm-hmm. um, besides with the sleep last yeah. night. Yeah. Well, what are these meat puppets then while you're, so the while meat you're puppets, thinking about it? So the meat puppets were a band that started out, God, like, I want to say like 83, 84. They're from Temp, Arizona. Um, they... More or less, maybe, not officially, kind of created the whole alternative rock grunge concept of just, like, way they play the, the way they play the music, the stuff that they talked about, the look mm. that they had. They were really, like, the originators, and they, some of the most popular, famous um, alternative rock and grunge bands that ever existed all cite the Me Puppets as a reference. So, for Nirvana... Who Kurt Cobain loved the Me Puppets, I think he went on record and said that they were his favorite band of all time, or at least one of them. To bring them out and give them that mainstream exposure that they didn't really have until until then, like did wonders for them because I think around the same time because they're unplugged, Frank. They're, the the Nirvana unplugged was ninety four ish. It was ninety three. It, it was taped in ninety three. Taped in ninety three. It was released in ninety four uh, as the album um, after his death. You right. know, I think uh, in November or something. So like several months after his right. death. Right. Okay. Because around the same time period in 1994, Meat Puppets dropped an album called Too, uh, Too High to Die. And that was their biggest yeah. album. That was their... They were around for like 10 years before that. And like, they had great albums. That one, that's the one that exploded into the mainstream. And yeah. They, they got, were around for like 12... Yeah. 10, like, like 10, 12 years. 15, yeah, 15 almost years. 15 years. And yeah, that the the hit you're referring to is Backwater. Backwater. I still I still love that great song. Great fucking song. It's a great song to listen to, Backwater from the Me Puppets, like on just like a, a, a beautiful sunny morning. You get in your car, you put that song on, I love just it. Drive, Those yeah. guys, I'm telling you, they, they, they're just, they're amazing. And, and they really like, they because they inspire Kurt and, and then, you know, they come on and Kurt has his own twist to, to their songs now. And this mm-hmm. is what I was talking about before yep. um, p- about putting your own twist on stuff. And, and Kurt did that with the meat puppet stuff. I think that's the direction that he was heading. That's yes. what I was saying. The, the, so the funeral for the fans, I think it was a funeral for the Nirvana fans. I think that the meat, him uh, joining the meat puppets, you know, the meat puppets joining him on stage, I should say, I think that was like a, a glimpse into the future of what he was really trying to get his hands into, like yep. that bluegrass. I think that if Kurt was still around, I think that he would be, you know, maybe even doing country music right now with the way that country's big. I could you know? see that because you could definitely tell that there was going to be a change. Um, 
And there had to be. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't always just sound the same. And that's what we were talking about with, you know, MGK, all these people. You mm -hmm. have to change your sound. You have to change. I mean, Metallica was a big one for that in the 90s. Everyone fucking wanted to, like, they couldn't handle it when they changed. And, like, I understand, like... When they cut their hair. Their 90s stuff, you know, I love it personally as a Metallica fan. I love it. I still understand the greatness behind it. And I understand why they changed but a lot of Metallica fans will tell you it's not Metallica. They should have never did it, blah, blah, blah. All it is, really what it boils down to is they were known as the biggest, yeah, probably the biggest thrash metal and metal band at that time period. Maybe even of all time. I'll go on record and say, say it. Their concert, I think, has the record for most attendees for oh, a single yeah, concert. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. They That's not like a festival or anything. Like a, Yeah, no, it was just them. I think it was when they played Russia in like 91. Yeah. What was the attendance record? Do you it, know? It was well over a million people. Yeah. Easy. Over a million people yeah, at their easy. concert coming to see Metallica? Yeah, easy. That's amazing. In Russia. And there's wasn't even America. And they're playing, there's a video of this on YouTube, I fucking, I love watching it this video. It looks like the whole world's there. They're playing Creepin' Death and you just have a million people screaming, die. Die, die. I mean, it's fucking in Russian ridiculous. accents it's wild yeah it's insane were they saying die or oh, die oh no they were saying die, die. die. yes <laughs> more yeah. but um but speaking whole, of Metallica yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I no go go go, go ahead bro but speaking of Metallica they were in attendance for one of my favorite unplugs uh, right behind uh Nirvana is unplugged with Allison Chains mm. they were in attendance for that and uh really funny story um they're very close to them yeah, yeah, their buddies, mm -hmm. they were there supporting their friends, um, you know, Allison Chains, who they hadn't toured or done even a concert in right. uh, over two years at that point. Yeah. And they're in attendance for them. And it's funny, uh, funny note, if you ever watched Unplugged, you'll notice that on Mike Inez's uh, bass guitar, uh, it actually says, uh, you know, written in Sharpie or something, friends don't let friends get friends' haircuts. And they were referring to Metallica, Metallica. who had just gotten their, their haircuts. Haircut. And it's just so funny. People were pissed. People were pissed. And this goes oh, back to people, people were pissed. And I tell people this all the time. If you put on Metallica's Load and Reload albums from the 90s and you didn't put the Metallica name on it, I guarantee you not one person would say, no, this music isn't good. They'd be like, no, this song is good. It's the fact that you put Metallica's name on it and said, whoa, too many people are like, whoa, this isn't Metallica. So I get that. Personally, like if I had to pick, like, yeah, give, give me the 80s metal, 100%. But like Frank was saying, sometimes you got to make a change. And back to your point with Kurt, there's the infamous Lost song that came out in 2002. Uh, you Know You're Right, which was apparently the last song Kurt wrote. They were on tour. They came back. They had a little studio. Kurt wrote the song. Um, they were like, all right, we're going to record that and like a few other songs that actually Dave Grohl wrote, mm. which I also felt that if Kurt did not die, yes, I said die, not not killed himself, um, they may have, we, we may not have gotten Foo Fighters, but Nirvana may have done. Change the lineup? Foo, no, no, no. no may have done Foo Fighters material oh. because Dave has gone, I've, I've watched interviews with Dave and he's gone yeah. on record for years saying that he always wanted to do his own music and he always wrote his own stuff, but he was right. too afraid to show it to Kurt because he thought Kurt was like the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. And also it's, it's the famous thing of what was the last thing the drummer said? Oh, Dave. Yeah. What was the last thing the drummer said? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just the famous thing. What are the, what is the last thing the drummer said? And the answer is, you know, hey, uh, I wrote a song. Oh, yeah. Because it's the oh, last thing you say before you get right. kicked out. Right. And it's a funny uh, thing that you brought up, you know, the 
uh, what would have happened? Would we have gotten uh, Foo Fighters music from you know from Nirvana, Nirvana doing it? Or, yeah. You know, maybe Kurt putting his twist to it. I don't know about that because actually during the unplug thing, um, there was a lot of tension. There was uh, between actually. Dave and and Kurt, and I heard that. Um, you know, I don't know. This isn't confirmed. You know, you'd have to ask Dave Grohl, but I heard that you know Kurt was on the verge of kicking him out. Really? So, yeah. So. I think that, and you know, and also during the set, they were uh, worried about Dave because he's a beast on drums. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ever seen the guy play, beast he, in general. Oh amazing. yeah, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's. Dude, I, think, I think he's the most talented. I'm going to go on record as saying this. I think he's the most talented musician, like of of this era overall Be musician overall musician yeah. because the first Foo Fighters album was all him doing mm -hmm. every single instrument, the vocals, yes. everything. Yeah, the first Foo Fighters album was just him. So. I think um, he would have done it anyway. Is oh, my yeah. Point. And I think that Kurt would have gone and, done, you know, he would have split up Nirvana regardless. It, I could see that happening because so going back to that whole, um, that, that infamous uh, recording session that they had, Kurt was absent for like 99% of it. Like Dave went in, uh, Pat Smear was there. Chris Novoselic was there and they had like the sound technicians and they're like, all right, cool. Like, what are we doing? And Dave's like, well, I got like a short list of songs we could do. And like, I don't know if they were wound up being Foo Fighters songs or they were just all the shit he was working on. They did those. And then Kurt showed up one day and he's like, all right. And then he did, they did in one take, you know, you're right. And then that was it. And then after that, you know, we didn't have Kurt Cobain anymore. Yeah. And also, um, it's funny cause Dave says that to this day, he can't listen to that. He song. can't, he can't, he refuses. And then there's a whole, you know, fucking legal dispute that happened over years between Courtney Love and the band. And yeah. then they finally released it in 2002 as a part of their Greatest Hits album and whatever. But yeah, he, uh, Dave's gone on record and said it's hard for him to listen to Nirvana in general. But he said that particular song, he's like, I can't listen to it because that was the last thing Kurt did. Which is crazy it's when you think. And also, he, he mentioned like, uh, you know, that you can really hear the pain in his voice. Oh, yeah. When um, you listen to it? But... Also, I mean, yeah, maybe it was pain and stuff in his voice, but I don't think he was suicidal. I don't think he was like to. No, he was just dealing with a point. lot of shit. Yeah, he was just. I mean, imagine being married to Courtney Love. Love. Yeah. You know, just imagine that alone. You know, I don't know. Yeah, his but, daughter was only two years old at the time. I mean, every you know? video I've seen of him, like he was a good dude. Like it was, just, what was it? It was like a was it England? Maybe they were out doing a show, and this little British kid and. Oh yes, oh, I, I know that. the video. Yeah, he just, he on gave the plane. Like, yeah. Stuff and just he was. Super cool to him and gave him like what did he give him? He gave him the or he gave him something from the band. It was just cool. Like he's a good dude. He wasn't like a douchebag. Yeah. No, yeah, but even in that video, you could just see like cause I think he had just gotten off the plane. He's drained. He's he's drained yeah. and everything. And and I think at that time he still had his stomach issues. He had yep. really bad stomach issues. Mm. Kurt Cobain. Mm -hmm. And the kid is just like you know uh, in awe of him. And he's like you know the kid says something to the effects of like, oh, my hero. Mm -hmm. And the look on Kurt's face, it's just like, he's like blown away. It's like, he's just, you could tell what a humble and good person that he really, truly mm -hmm. was that guy. I mean, and that's why it's so sad to, to, yeah. you know, what to happened. watch it and to watch that last performance in that funeral setting. It's just like, you know, and I love that so much, honestly, mm -hmm. that um, I already, you know, I, I've learned more than half of those songs uh, on Yourself, guitar myself. On guitar just because how, how inspiring it is, you know, and, and, you know, 
he's there he's a great influence a great you know person overall but um another one that actually died on the same day as kurt cobain was lane staley from alice in chains yeah just a different year yeah so what year do you remember what year 2002, 2002 right okay yeah so it's been 19 years for lane uh 27 for kurt since he joined the 27 club but yeah so you know uh lane i think that during that unplugged set uh it was there was a lot going on for that one mm. uh you had Jerry Cantrell, who had uh, food poisoning. He's a guitarist for anybody out there who doesn't know. He's a guitarist and also one of the lead yeah. singers. He had to have a wastebasket next to him. Yes, the I remember that. entire set because he was throwing up. Yeah, he was yakking. This guy was a champ because he, he made his way through that thing. And then you had Lane, who you know was not in the best place at that time. Definitely not. Definitely his appearance, you know, besides his shorter hair, but, you know, that has nothing to do with anything. It's just like he... He was disheveled a little bit. Yeah. Man. You could tell he, he wasn't, you know, doing as, as, as well as, you know, you would hope. Mm. And uh, his voice was somehow, I mean, slightly weaker, I, I would say, but he still sounded so amazing. I mean... Great he didn't voice. sound like the Lane yeah. Staley of old, because that guy was a monster. I mean, stood out. monster vocals that yes. I had, and and even during that performance, that unplugged performance, he still did very well. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, my favorite song from that entire set is probably Wood. Yeah. Um. Just I. I just, the camera angles. The you know the director did such a great job with that entire show. You know. Yeah. The and, overall production really amped it. But obviously the underlying thing, the music, the music crushed it. The production just put it over the top. Yeah, it, it's it's it really takes everything to make magic. Like everything needs to be on point, and they were. But mm -hmm. that night, I mean, there were a lot of mess ups. You know, Lane messed up a few times on Sludge Factory, and you know, a couple other songs they had to do a few takes. But also, what do you expect when yeah. someone hasn't had a concert in two years? It was two years, right at that point. Yeah, you know, so yeah, basically coming out of a mini retirement for that. I just like watching videos like behind the music kind of stuff and whatever specials on VH1 back then. Like every band's from like that time frame would always reference Lane. Like they're like, oh, you had to pick a voice from that you know generation. Who would you pick? And they were like, oh, a Lane. lot of them picked Lane. They always picked Lane. Pick like he's just was so powerful, and they always picked him. Where's he from again? Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Oh, okay. So this was, okay. All right. I'm actually yeah. wearing the shirt yeah. Frank, right now. Fr Frankie's got the yeah. unplugged Allison Chains shirt right now. And on. actually, five days ago was the anniversary. Yes. Um, April tenth. Yeah, 96, so 15 years, mm -hmm. right? If I, uh, 15 years, what am I saying? 25 years. 25 like years. 15 years. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't believe that 90, 96 was only, I mean. It's four damn. years ago. Yeah, it's four years Jesus ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right now it's 1890. Especially with this uh, COVID thing. You, oh, you, can't, yeah. you don't know that you can't keep track of time anymore. No, nope. It's hard, man. But 25 years, I mean, it's crazy how it's still stands out as like this iconic you know and you can and i can and i can listen to that album front to finish start to finish i can listen to it and it doesn't i can listen to it, it never day. never gets old i never get tired of it oh i i i, I, don't, I don't know this band so i, uh, I, I, well, you I don't know how to a, you a, know a lot of performances too i know yeah. mana box exists yes. but that's my extent oh, to that I, I like i don't know anything about um mtv unplugged so that's I'm just why we're kinda, here yeah uh, I mean, as a kid, I always just, you know, you flip channels and you always saw the Nirvana specials on it. Or you saw, for me, uh, you know, that's how I became a fan. But one band that stood out to me was, it was one of my, actually my favorite bands of all time, Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Pretty Aaron better. Hall better. Which I'm now I'm nervous because like he's like one of the last to be around. He is the last vocalist from that grunge era. That grunge era. Uh, we lost Lane Staley in 2002 from Alice in Chains, as Frank mentioned. We lost obviously Kurt Cobain in 1994 from Nirvana. Uh, in 2017, uh, big one for me personally, uh, we lost Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Huge. And later, Audio Slave. Oh, but you want, uh, 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 Stone Temple Pilots. Stone, uh, we lost Scott Weiland to, from Stone Temple so Pilots. Like, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, so Eddie's Vedder is pretty much out of, the major, out of the major deep powerful bands from that era. He's the last one left. And, like, I know a lot of people made the joke, like, you know, somebody gets some bubble wrap, put it around him, make sure nothing yeah. happens to him. But, like, seriously, it's He's been it's doing sad. well. He's been doing, you know. He's, he's, he's doing good. still going. He, still... He's lost a lot of friends, you know. I mean, we're all fans here, but that man, yeah. he lost a lot of friends. Family. It's tough, yeah. Especially with so Chris. Yeah, I, would love, I would love to see them, too, as well. One day. Their unplugged set was yeah, really no, good. That's how I first started listening to them. Like, I mean, I love freaking Alive is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Black is a huge, you know, you look at the lyrics to that song. It's a huge, not Black. Uh, well, Black's phenomenal. No, yeah, black, black is... Jeremy. I, yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black's phenomenal Very as well. sad. Black, but yeah, mm -hmm. Jeremy, freaking... A lot of people didn't realize that. You watched the music video and you're like, wait, what? It's Very about, sad backstory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he saw that, what was he, saw that in the news and he brought the story like... It's a true story. So, what was the story? Uh, kid was getting bullied in school, and right, and then he mm -hmm. uh, brought a gun, and he, oh shit, yep, in yeah. the classroom and all that, and took himself Eddie out, the song mm -hmm. out, and yep. it, just, it really like the music video was really like, well, I think it was like there was even an uncut version they had edited. Yeah, for, uh, they had so because they wouldn't they wouldn't show it on yeah. TV. Yeah. But yeah, Pearl Jam is phenomenal. I, I've, that's one of my favorite bands of all time. So you got into them from the Unplugged. Uh, yeah, I think because that you know as a kid you just watch it. Same with Nirvana. Anything, yeah, Alice in Chains. Anybody back then, I just that's how you first started watching music. Thanks MTV. Thanks MTV. MTV. I want my MTV. So when I was growing up, I was not. I mean, you guys know. Yeah. You might not know Frank, but you know I'm a huge hip hop kid. Like that's that's literally the only yeah. genre I listen to for the most part. I mean, I have pockets of other genres, but I mean it's very. I mean, your knowledge of hip hop, by the way, is. Very deep. Really, yeah. Uh, so Thank you. Much respect for that. Yeah, I, really, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's a great genre. I love hip hop, but, you know, it's like um, I, I just connect with rock more. I grew up with yeah, it, you know, um, you know, even from the time I was a baby, you know, my mother that brainwashed me with Led Zeppelin and yeah, Pink Floyd yeah. and all these bands. And, you know, it, it's just it's, I guess, embedded in my DNA, you know, but I do respect hip hop like crazy. You know, it, it's it's great. Beatles or Queen? Uh, Beatles. Thank you. Oh, oh wow. We're tied. Thank, thank you, Frank. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two for two. <laughs> yeah, We're Beatles, two two. They're, they're, yeah. you can't, I mean, look, Beatles, they're the first to do it. You know, they, they changed the game, you know. I mean, not that they're the first to do it, but. They changed the game. They really did. And it's it's amazing how, what, 60, 60 70 years? years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. T name other stuff that are 60, I, 70 I, years I old that, that are still uh, relevant. In past episodes, there's been a little rip between Queen and Beatles. Who's better? So yeah. How to bring that up. I think it's Queen, but, you know. But here's the thing, though. Yeah, that you, you, yeah go ahead. I don't listen to the Beatles. So, and I guess my point for rock music was that since I didn't grow up with it, but back then the radio was big, you mm -hmm. know. So, like, if you weren't watching MTV, you didn't have YouTube and shit to watch music course, videos on. Yeah. So you were kind of the radio. So I would hear the songs... But I would have no idea who these people were singing the songs. Because, again, it wasn't my genre, so I wouldn't really, you know, they wouldn't stick out to me. So when I was making my list today of songs, 
I was going through them. I was like, holy shit, this band sings this song. I know what this band is. Mm. So to know music and to know songs without even knowing who these, and it, who these people are. is big. Is really impressive. You know, and like the same thing with the Beatles. I'm sure like when I hear something and somebody's like, oh, it's the Beatles. Perfect example. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Twist and Shout. They did, that was a Beatles cover of a different song. Their well, version's I mean, great. Beatles yeah. covered it. Version, yeah. Matthew Broderick version is my favorite, I'll be honest with you, though. And it's just the John Lennon version. I know, but I thought he was actually singing it in the movie. I, I was a kid, you know, I didn't know. He was Shane. <laughs> I was a kid. I just assumed <laughs> he was. I had no idea. <laughs> but Wayne Newton? Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Newton? I just picture Randy Quaid. Wayne, Wayne Newton? Can I, can I touch your hair? Can I, can I be a bodyguard? But yeah, so to not know or to listen to any like rock music but to recognize bands and then like when i was like um better man ah better man i had yeah. no idea pearl that was pearl jam and not a fucking clue a better man. if you told me that if you sang that lyric to me i couldn't give you i could not even guess the name of a band that sang that song but you know the song but i know the song that's powerful and then as soon as i 100 percent agree with you on that and it and not only is it something i can recognize but there's a memory attached to it it's a 90s memory. It's always right. 90s shit. You know, summertime in the 90s, certain songs play. You don't know who they are, but you feel it. You yeah. get that nostalgia feeling. You get that, you know, it brings you back to, you know, you could, you could almost smell the, yeah. the air. You, you could know? smell yeah. the 90s. And I guess to, um, you know, Frank, to kind of go what you were saying with earlier in the episode with rock being a multifaceted art form where you have people who can sing and then you have people who can make who play instruments and then, you know, put them all together. You know, one of the things about hip hop that I have noticed is, you know, sometimes you get guys who have good lyrics, but they don't pick great beats to pair with them, you know, so... Or the opposite. Or the opposite. You get a great beat and bad lyrics, which I've had too. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ruins the feel. Whereas I think rock music, you know, it's it's an intention to pick... Because they have to play the instruments. They have to practice that. It's not like they could just pick a beat off of Fruity Loops and throw it in. Like there's actual intention and practice behind it. So you're gonna you're not gonna invest a lot of time in a piece of music that kind of sucks for lyrics that are great. You know, so you're gonna spend a lot of time crafting it. So when you listen to a certain rock song, it conveys a certain emotion that they wanted you to feel. And I think with hip hop, that gets lost on certain artists. Where here's a throwaway beat because I want to throw off really good bars. You know, right. you're saying that they'll make a song just because they like the beat. All right, now I have to write something to this. Yeah, just well, because I like this, so it's not connecting. I know I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I've heard some really cool beats, but it seems like a lot of the lyrics they're throwing out there are just giveaway bars. Like you know, when you watch uh, certain guys, like are perfectionists. Yeah, that they'll certain guys yeah, are for yeah. sure. But some guys, it's just like you know, when you watch, let's say, a rap battle, and there's everybody has filler bars. It seems like the whole song is just filler bars. Mm. You right. Know? Or, you know, you have a great beat maker and then the guy's just lazy on the lyrics. We have a great lyricist, but they pick... Like, Eminem kind of does that with certain songs. Like, he picks obscure beats sometimes, and I just don't think they work well with the song he's trying to say. So I get kind of a mixed emotion of what I'm supposed to feel. Mm. Right. Whereas rock music, which is also impressive about rock music, even without lyrics, the music itself can oh, really yeah, hit you. I mean, listening to a Metallica song and having, like, three minutes of just instrumental... I mean, your your whole body is going through a whole series of loops and shit. Queen, exactly. Queen, uh, yeah. yeah, Queen. And okay, so if you're talking about uh, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe maybe you relate to Queen more than the Beatles uh, based on their sound. Eddie Mercury's vocals. Yep, hundred uh, percent. The energy. They, 
their that energy yeah. of of the way that they use their you know their instruments and everything in these songs. Maybe you relate to that more. Maybe that's why you like them more. They definitely have a, a different mean, yeah. sound. Freddie's voice is just. I think is he the voice of. It's it, it's an argument. I mean, he definitely is. Listen, every it's, everybody a lot, is a lot. Yeah, everybody you got, knows. You got Lane, yeah, got, everybody knows. I'm not a big Queen guy, but I understand Freddie Mercury's greatness. I understand his vocals and like why everybody loves him. Yeah, same here. I'm not a I'll, huge Queen right, guy. I'll never discredit him. Paul's doing the stupid finger mustache thing right now. Well, None he, of you could see it because he had, we had don't, an epic mustache. We don't have video yet. But you know yet. what? I, I I appreciate about you guys though is the. Thank you, you know, Joe and Frank. Well, oh, oh, well no, I guess uh, Matt, you're all... No, 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 Because you keep interrupting him. Goodbye, guys. All right, bye, Paul. No, that's not even why I said that. The reason why I didn't say Paul specifically is because he's on my side for this argument. Oh. My thing was that even though Joe and Frank don't... They're not big queen guys. The fact that you could still show respect to that band and understand that even though you don't like enjoy listening to them that much, you can appreciate what they did for their genre, what they did for music in general, and just the impact that they had, which is kind of cool. I think some people, you know, once, like, if they don't listen to somebody, like, oh, fuck those people. I'm not going to, you know, I don't give a shit. Right. But you guys, at least, you're like, not my cup of tea, but I respect the how of them. I mean, too. I love Queen. I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to pick, like, all right, so, like, you know how you see, like, the memes on Facebook, like, you had to pick a band to see live and all that, and if, if options were Beatles and Queen, I'd pick Queen just because the performance-wise. Oh, of like, course. It's just the epic... I mean, Beatles just, I mean, who wouldn't want to see yeah. the Beatles as well? But just, but it's I feel like I would go to like a, you know, 100,000 people stadium. You see Freddie, Queen, bah! you know, just screaming. Queen would yep. be more of a show. Right. Yes. That's what Agreed. I'm saying. Yeah. But music wise, I mean, for what the Beatles have, how many songs? That's freaking influenced pretty much every, every rock yeah, band. So I'd be, you know, you know how I feel. And every so. genre. And every genre. I mean, the Beatles, you know, they're the start of it and it just it went from there they were the jump off point for modern music that's the way i look at it their white album the first the very first white album mm -hmm. uh zero 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 one that went on sale it's still sealed it's going on auction next week or so you should buy it, joe yeah oh, yeah let me take out all the money i have i think the starting bid's a million dollars yeah so like, i'm good <laughs> You want to loan me a million dollars? Sure. All right, cool. So Paul's going to give me a million dollars. I'll buy this album. Uh, my Patreon. If everybody out there could give me a dollar, so thank you very much. Everyone in the world, give Paul a dollar. Oh, my God. I'd be really rich. <laughs> <laughs> Paul spends it on this I'd, one album. I'd be a billionaire. It's like $7.5 billion. I'd be a billionaire. Yay. Yeah, you, you spend it all on one album. I'll buy two white albums. <laughs> and right. still have a lot of money still left over. I have a question, though. I mean, speaking of, of Queen, which we can never see ever again, you right. know, the original band, uh, same thing with the Beatles, same thing with a lot of bands, same thing with uh, Chris Cornell, like we mentioned before, one of the all-time greats, in my opinion, vocalist His, uh, and artist just in general. Um, and, and that guy, could, by the way, play an acoustic guitar like nobody else. Oh, also. yeah. Who is he from again? Soundgarden. He's from Soundgarden, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. and Audio Slave. Audio to bring back with the whole voice oh. thing, Freddie Mercury, Chris Cornell's up there with my voice thing. His voice was like... Godly Chris Cornell, yep. in my Great. opinion, was the greatest voice I've ever heard in yeah. my life. I, I, I put him up there. He might be. It's this. ironic, also, in you know, his lyrics. Uh, you know, nobody sings like, like you, you anymore. anymore. And yeah. it's like, no one ever will. Dude, no one ever that's, will. That's him, though. His vo I think I might have said this in the past, but like on the podcast, but his vocal range was not human. I don't know how he was able to achieve the highs and lows. And if anybody doesn't know and they want to hear like a sample of that, go back to, um, I believe it was Ultra Mega Okay, that album. There's a song called Beyond the Wheel. He literally starts off the song ridiculously low. 
shoots up into a, a normal singing voice, and then absolute ear-shattering, blood-screaming highs. You All know, in one song. Uh, guys like uh, Chris Cornell and Lane Staley, their voices were so powerful that they would need special equipment. Yeah. Their their voices were so loud and powerful. It's unbelievable. Like, they, you know... They was fear that they different... would have, like, blown blown amps, blown... Yeah, I didn't want to wow. say it, yeah. it of how ridiculous it sounds, no, but, but you know about that. I, yep. Okay, I didn't want to make an ass no, out of they, myself. No, their stories. Yeah. Their, their stories, they had to, like, reinforce, like, the speakers. Wow. For them. For, like, certain songs in the sets where they would, like, really fucking put it to, to 11. Yeah. Well, I guess if you know, like, just... Oh, sorry, Paul. Oh, I was I was going to bring up the whole Chris. I, I would have loved to see, obviously, him live as well. I would have loved to see him and Eddie together, and then Temple, Temple of Dog, of Dog, Hunger Strike again, just the duet. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Come on, Court. I was just saying, in terms of blowing out speakers and stuff, or having that kind of epic range. I mean, you know, Whitney Houston was oh, yeah. of, like, I mean, she hit notes, and she was, you yeah. know, she had some power behind her voice too. So, to me, hearing what you're saying doesn't sound ridiculous. Just knowing. The capabilities of other people that I've listened Mariah to. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey yeah, was also... She, she did Unplugged as well. Look, she and, did. And her prime, I mean, she had an amazing <laughs> oh boy, voice. I mean, it was unbelievable. I know. The whistle tone. And I would say currently oh, yeah. in this particular, like this modern generation, I would say the only person that kind of is comparable is Ariana Grande. Grande. Okay. Like yeah, her, her the her, way she can hit a note is, and how she can just like, the range yeah, is incredible. It's basically inhuman. It's, yeah. it's wild how some of these people could pull this Has stuff Has Gaga off. done that? No, right? No, I, I don't Gaga could be think a good so. Episode. Be a good she unplug. probably would put on a good episode. She has episode. a less powerful voice though, but she has a good, um, look, listen to me, like I know what the fuck I'm talking about in terms of tempos and ranges and sounds <laughs> and shit like that, yeah. but you know. Hey, we're idiots. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but like her voice just seems more like. Um, but it would be good to unplug that. I think it would be good. 100% agreed. Something different from what she usually yeah. does. Mm-hmm. The big yeah. shows, something really... Because well, she could sing. Yeah, I mean, there are, uh, in recent years, uh, there there have been newer artists, um, like Adele. And I think she oh, is yeah, one of the great okay. vocals of this mm-hmm, time yeah. as well. Uh, she did an Unplugged, and, you know, um, she she blows everything out of the park, though, vocal-wise, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I You know, she's very talented. I'm not a huge fan of her music, but what a voice, you man. Her props. Do you yeah. understand the greatness? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, she only makes the really good stuff is when she gets into a breakup. So, <laughs> True. Uh, whoever's with her now, break up. Please break up with her, and we can get a great album. Wait, Paul, I think you're confusing her with Taylor Swift here. Ooh, Sorry, you're right. I need more steak. <laughs> uh, I need more steak. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you do with the Skittles. Oh no, no. And no, you guys no. even said on that episode Ooh. you could do that in so many different things. Ooh, Ooh baby, I love the way. Oh, see, yeah. Yeah. so many oohs. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh child. How many oh, oohs yeah. do you think were on Unplugged? Ooh, well, I was doing it right now. I was like, Ooh. well, all right. Was it Disturbed ever on Unplugged? No, because then they have a Ooh. Ah. Ah. I don't think that uh, Disturbed would fit Ooh. on. No, ah, 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 they, they wouldn't. Their that, style uh, wouldn't. But and and I was saying before, you know, uh, Queen. Uh, the Beatles, uh, Soundgarden, all these pl- bands that we can't have. But what about past, present, dead, alive? Who who would you guys uh, would who would you guys want to see hip hop, uh, rock? Doesn't matter genre. Dead, alive. Who would you want to see doing unplugged now? Doing unplugged now. Okay, I got to mm. think about this. I thought you were just gonna say in general. I was ready to just say Soundgarden. I mean, I would well, love Soundgarden. Yeah. Soundgarden. That's, doing unplugged. That's, take me with you. That'd be great. Yes, but I would also like to see if. Not if you know, given the circumstances, I would have loved to see Chris Cornell scream really, really, really loud. Yep. Um, 
you know, live. But um, I'm plugged. Oh, Jesse and the Rippers. Jesse and the Rippers from Full House would be, be fantastic. fantastic. Yep. No, Soundgarden for Unplugged, definitely 100%. Um, you know who else had a really great voice and who I would have loved to see besides Chris Cornell? Chester Bennington. Oh, oh yes. Imagine a Linkin Park, Park unplugged? unplugged. I think they could pull it off. It, it would be a little oh, weird. Court. But I think they could Chester pull it off. With his, yeah. yeah. They can even bring back an experienced veteran from uh, Unplugged, Jay-Z, yeah, and do you're a couple right. of those songs. They could do too. the Collision Course songs. I remember seeing, speaking of you know, Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike, mm-hmm. Chester and Chris oh, did yeah. Hunger Strike. They did Hunger Strike. You know, they they did, also they, covered Crawling together. Yeah. So it's that, just, I saw that uh, on YouTube, them both doing Crawling. Oh. And when he comes out, when Chris Cornell comes out, the pl- goosebumps. The place explodes because nobody expected it. Like nobody, I, I believe nobody knew he was there. So like he oh, just yeah, walked no. out and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" And then you hear out? them. Then you hear them harmonize together. Oh god! And it's like, you, it's you, your ears just I don't explode. Know. You have an out of body experience. It really, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It, it helped it. that they were great friends in real life, and so they, they really were. Made the, the, you know, they're on point. They were. Sync. I think Chester was the godfather to one of Chris's kids. Yeah, I believe, I and that's why right. you know it really affected. Uh, Chester. Chester, Chester yep. when, when Chris went. If, I Chris think went. If Chris didn't, Chester would still be. Oh, 100% he would if he didn't. Hit him hard. Because Chester, you know, unfortunately did his deed on Chris's birthday. Yeah, and and uh, shout out to Cousin Giuseppe, uh, who I play guitar with. Um, but he was supposed to go to a Linkin Park concert right before. With me. With me, too. Wow, with you guys? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know it was with yes. you guys. Yeah. I just yeah no he that just, was he told me the story. Luckily, yep. me and Giuseppe did see Lincoln Park back in 2014, I believe, at mm-hmm. PNC with 30 Seconds to Mars, which was honestly one of the best shows we've like Lincoln Park. They were amazing. So we were excited. We were telling all our friends who were going like, "Oh, you're gonna love it. Lincoln Park Live is phenomenal." So that that hit, that hit us hard. That was me yeah, and Giuseppe, you were so Giuseppe excited. Lincoln Park fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I got a chance excited. to see they, them. I mean, their first two albums, uh, Hybrid Theory and Meteor, right. I could listen to yeah. start yeah. to finish, not skip one. I actually listened to Hybrid Theory today. Did you? Yeah, no joke. The whole thing. I I've put been it listening on. to Unplug this entire week. Oh, all getting the ready? Different, yeah, all the different albums and just trying psyched. to... He's he was it. psyched. He was so excited. Listen, man, I, w- I wanted to gain appreciation for all the artists. And even though I do, sometimes you need to really um, listen to things again and, you know, really... I mean, like uh, the Eric Clapton thing. Um, Twenty six set... million albums, I think, it was sold. Yeah, uh, the, the most sold, and also, I mean, for his uh, performance for for the song uh, that he wrote for his uh, his son that died. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I think he was three years old, and he like fell out, out of a window, window or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Very tragic, very deep, very but that's that song "Tears in Heaven" actually won him like an Emmy, uh, uh, an Emmy uh, uh, Grammy, Grammy, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I get all confused with all those award there's things. There's too many of there's, them. There's way too many awards. If, if the award people are listening, stop. Stop. Just do one thing, all yeah. right? Just MTV do one awards. award. Let's go. Yeah. All right? No, not <laughs> even know. MTV. Right. Your MTV, awards mean nothing no at this man. point. Yeah, MTV oh, yeah. doesn't count. No, none of these, uh, you know, listen, I mean, not that MTV doesn't count because we're talking about MTV. Unplugged. But I'm saying. MTV doesn't count. We're talking about old MTV. <laughs> I'm saying just have one award. Yeah. You have the best song of the year. That's it. It's the end of the thing. Stop making it so political and, you know. I agree. And really what it comes much. down to is it's the fans that determine greatness or not. Because you can give a million artists and, you know, movies awards. Doesn't mean people will be watching them the next year. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Home Alone won any awards, but everybody watches Home Alone every fucking year. Right. So, you know, and think about how many artists win 
you know, the best album of the year. And you're like, who the fuck is this person? Right. And you never hear from them again. You never hear right. from them again. So it's like, no, the, the fans really are the real ones. They determine who... Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's what awards... Who lasts and who doesn't last. Like the Oscars know? aren't voted for the fans. It's the Oscars are voted from the Academy. Yeah, same so, thing with the Golden Globes. You get like 16 right. people from the they world press. For, yeah, it's all. And you're like, bullshit. how did that movie win? I never even watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah, funny, uh, funny story about uh, the Oasis uh, unplugged. I don't Ooh. know if you uh, know about any of this history. That's my favorite one. Because they have this. Uh, for anyone fight? that doesn't know, uh, the brothers hate each other. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't to, know, I don't want to talk about everyone it. Everyone knows about the the Gallagher, the Gallagher brothers. Yeah, yep. the Gallagher brothers. Not shameless. That's immediately what I thought about. Yeah, no, okay. but, right away I was like, wait no, a minute, yeah. let me tell Corey not Thank shameless. you for clarifying that. And then oh. they, they fight too. Oh, oh my God. So, well, that's a great show. Thank I you love for, that show. Thank you for that. But they do need to end it. You know, <laughs> it's you last know. season. Last season. They did. Oh, they did end it? Last I, Sunday. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't I see know, it. So I, no, I, no spoilers, I've never okay? Seen the show. No spoilers. My Zeppi. Sorry, Giuseppe. He's not going to listen. Don't worry. He won't listen. He won't listen. Giuseppe doesn't listen. We still love him. It's on my list, though. I want to watch it one day. I hear it's phenomenal, so. The Oasis Unplugged. Yes, yeah, the Oasis yeah. Unplugged. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. You could tell the, it, Frank. The thing is, well, if you want to tell it, no, go no, ahead. go, go for it because you brought it up. So, I'll just go into my shit after. Yeah, well, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher, they're uh, part they're, of Oasis and they have a huge sibling rivalry. It's been going on for years, probably still going on. Oh, even it if is. They, even if they said that they made peace at this point, probably not. Um, but they uh so the day of the show um it, the story goes that liam uh fell ill and he was he, you know had a sore throat and couldn't perform i think he was messed up on drugs or probably alcohol, whatever it was and uh he wakes up according to him wakes up in the middle of the show in the balcony and he starts heckling his yeah. brother yep. uh noel who's you know Doing the, you know, he's he's handling it. I mean, and he's doing a really good job. And I think that it was maybe a little bit of uh, jealousy oh, or yeah. something like, well, that that motherfucker's singing my songs and shit, like making it sound so good. And he's sitting there heckling, and you know, it, it's just it's funny, man. It's funny. They have a a long rivalry. So for anyone who maybe not don't know, um, Oasis was a band that started. Wonderwall. Yeah, Wonderwall, Corey. Okay, never mind. Um, my that, Wonderwall. That's their their most known song. Very acoustic. But music. personally, I wouldn't even put that in. in no idea. Sam I, loves that song. I wouldn't even put that in the top twenty Oasis songs. Personally, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. They, wow. Their catalog is ridiculous, wow. and I'll go on record and say that at a certain point in the nineties, they were the biggest band in the world. Not even close. So you're saying they're bigger than the Beatles? Yes, at one point they were, and I will go on record and say that. We talked about this show, I right? will also go yeah. on record and say that Noel Gallagher is the greatest songwriter in history next to Lennon McCartney. Oasis songs are timeless. You can listen to them whenever. There's just a different feel to it. And again, like at one point in the 90s, they Ooh, were the largest that's band. That's the one I love. Uh, I love live. A little, mm. don't, don't look back in anger. No, live forever. Oh, you're talking about live the band? No, no, I was live the Oasis, but what song I uh, oh I champagne nukes, champagne, champagne supernova, Thank you. champagne supernova, love that song. Oh, that came up on my list earlier for it's songs. Great, I, I yeah, love, I could play that over and over again. Yeah, champagne. So the world, the world is, is is this is how big of a band that they were and still are. Um, still it's still been uh, 2009 is when they officially broke up. There was a big fight, literally, um, on right as they're about to walk onto stage in 2009 at a concert in France, and uh, the brothers got into a, a, a tiff, which they did throughout their entire history. And Noel's like, "Fuck this! I quit. I'm out." And they've they've been apart ever since. People to this day are still waiting for the reunion. 
that wow. people are still asking for it. People are still people. There, people are still saying it's going to happen one day. It and will I, happen one it day. Will. I could see it. It will. Hundred percent. As they get older and their testosterone calms down, and you know their stubbornness maybe kind of disappears a mm-hmm. little bit. Other or or they're just going to grow older and more stubborn. But if 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 they're in a situation where they need the money, which they, believe me, which they're not. <laughs> everyone has a price. They're uh, they're they're both exactly. doing very well. Everybody has a price. They're the Half Life Three but of the music um, world. Half Life Three. Uh, wow. they're, they're both doing. Yeah, they are. They they're both doing very well, happen. but um, I I still think it's gonna happen one day. I'm one of those people fucking sitting here praying for it every day. Like it's gonna happen. I know recently, as of this recording, um, not too long ago, about like a month ago or so, since this um while recording this, they actually put together a movie studio in in England. They they partnered up. They started a production company. They're English. Yes. Really. They're very, yes. Wow. I they're have no from, idea. They're from Manchester. You sound like you're from London. Not London, but oh, yes. Liverpool. No, not the Liverpool. Reasons. They're from Manchester. But yeah, they recently... Um, like my accent. Wait, that's supposed to be a class. What the hell was that? <laughs> my accent. That was terrible. <laughs> you sound like old Greg. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. I drank Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> Fuzzy little man peach. That was supposed to be a Cockney accent. Did you ever have Bailey's from a shoe? Why my, why'd you hook in my head, fool? But um, but yeah, Frank. Back to what you were saying. Um, yeah. So they're unplugged. Uh, Liam was heckling uh, Noel the whole time, which is hilarious. But um, great set. Yeah, absolutely great set. And then I think uh, eventually Liam got his own. He did set of uh, doing yeah. unplugged. He did um, an unplugged on his own. Did they did they actually release an album? From I don't know if they. Act, I don't, I don't know if they, they actually released it because I'm sure they punched each other in the face, and uh, that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, bootleg unplugged. Maybe maybe a bootleg somewhere, but um. I also want to just say this too. Another great um, unplugged set, and also uh, I think she's an awesome artist, and I think she came out with some new stuff not too long ago. Um, Alanis Morissette. Yes, um, bro. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say her. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there, Paul. It's like rain (laughs) on the on your wedding day. Spring. I don't know how the song goes, so it's just it's like rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride when you're, when you're already late. Well, do you? Oh, my head. There was a song that... What, what's her other famous song? That's you, not ironic. You ought to know. Yes, you, okay. You, you, she you, did that. Uh, yeah. She she basically debuted with that song. I think it was it was either Letterman or Conan. She was on Late Night. She Better came out. That album, Jagged Better. Little Pill, is <laughs> actually a really good album. <laughs> yes. Didn't they turn into a Broadway show? They did. They did. Re- uh, recently. He said Letterman. Uh, so I said, Betterman. <laughs> I was like, why is he quoting Pearl Jam again? <laughs> Last more said, better man. Yeah, like, that, that <laughs> her, her performance um, in Dogma was fanatic. Well, yes, fanatic. yes, oh, it was. God, she was fantastic. Yes. She blew their heads she up. She played God. She did. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She did. She <laughs> she blew her up. With her voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she dated Ryan Reynolds. She did date really? Ryan Reynolds. Wow. And. Dave Alle- Coulier. Al- al- allegedly Dave Coulier, which is yeah. what you ought to know was written about. Joby. Robert Boulay? No. Robert, oh, Robert Boulay. D- Michael Boulay. D- no. <laughs> Robert Lozier. Robert Lozier. No, Wait, that D- song D- you ought to know is about... Allegedly, about, allegedly about Dave Coulier. So all that? these women are getting all their great material from men breaking up with them. Yeah, well, that's how Something life is. about that. That's how life... Whoa. Listen, I'm going to... No, Whoa. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Ironic? I'm gonna, is it? Yeah. Well, I see what you did It's not there. ironic at all, actually, which uh, is funny. Damn it. Which makes it ironic. Uh, ah. But unintentionally. You blew your head off. Boom. Yep. Boom. <laughs> I'll just say this. She's impressive, also, though. Like, you watch that movie. Like, uh, you know, these different, uh, you know, people that write. Certain things motivate them. Me personally, um, I'm motivated when, when I'm 
I hate to say this, when I'm depressed, when I'm really down and I'm like, you know, not in a good place, I can write better lyrics and write, a, you know, a good song, you know, a decent song better. Than when you're happy? Than if I'm happy. It, it's just like, I don't, I can't explain it. Uh, it. So I think that a lot of good music comes from, a, you know, a place of pain. Mm -hmm. um, you could probably write great songs if you're happy too. I'm not yeah. saying that, but teach is their own. Um, and uh, another great artist from Unplugged, uh, the, the Zombies, um, they performed uh, that, that song Cranberry on there. Oh, Cranberry. I mean, the zombie. Cranberries, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, the Zombies was a band. Like <laughs> the Zombies, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> cranberries. The Cranberries. Great band. Zombie. Yes. Great band. I wrote that on my list. Zombie. Did you? Zombie? And I said I like the Eminem version uh, better, but yeah. Oh, because he, uh, he sampled Zombie. Yeah. I'll say uh, rest in peace as well. Yes, Eminem? uh, no, uh, shit. Sure. I forgot no. her name. Uh, the lead singer. Yes, Cranberry. Name Wait, is, uh, I'm, I'm going to Google this real quick. That's the only Hold song on. by them I know is Zombie. Um, but I think Eminem kind of helped bring them back and click. boost their numbers up. Their, their, their song was by the Cranberries. Um, Dolores song. Dolores. Dolores O'Riord. What's the song? Oh, yeah. Oreo. I butchered that. I don't even, I don't know. Everybody knows who I mean, though. And, and uh, Bad Wolves. Shout, they out, covered, to the bad shout wolves, out to the Bad Wolves. They covered that song like nobody yeah, else could. It sounds great. Tommy Vexed. Mm -hmm. Awesome artist. Did he leave I, the band? Yeah, he, he left did. the band, unfortunately. I think he's going to do his own thing. Yeah. All Linger is the, the other song that most people know by them. Linger. And Linger. actually, Tommy Vexed, he has a great voice. I'd like to see him do an Unplugged. Unplugged would be cool. You know, because he, he, he did a great cover of Crawlin'. Did you ever see that? No. It's on YouTube. Really? And he's like literally, he's so passionate when he's singing this song. He's like, he's, I don't know if he's crying. You could just Probably. see. He's just giving his all. He left everything in that booth, man. It, you have to watch it. It's, it's really moving. I got to look that up later. I thought of another band, a modern band I'd like to see do Unplugged. Who's that? Greta Van Fleet. Okay. I don't, I'm not really a huge on them. Okay. What what are they what are they saying? Their uh, highway tune, um, safari song. Those are like two of the big ones on the radio. They they dropped huh? they dropped their first album I think a couple of years ago, three years ago. Um, they actually, as of this recording, what we, what did we say today is April fifteenth. I believe their yeah. se their second album comes Tax out. Day. Yeah, I believe their second album comes out tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, wow. Actually, yeah. Oh, happy birthday! Um, I saw them live. Me and my sister and our, our buddy Mike, um, it was either May of 2018 or 19, I can't remember. Might have been the greatest live performance I've ever seen. Wow. These kids, because they're, they're fucking kids, they're like within the range of like 20 to like 23 years old now. But like when they first came out, they were Lads. like 17, 18 to like 21, 20, 20. They're, they're young. I have to check that Un, out. Unreal. Unreal talent, all of them. Yeah. Um, I would have to say a modern day band now. Uh, I a hundred percent cage the elephant. Oh, okay. Cage the elephant. I think they're the greatest modern day band going today. Um, their last album too. that they yeah their last album that they put out, Social Cues, two thousand nineteen. Uh, I think April two thousand nineteen. They still have uh, they still had a single come out back in November. They're still past, dropping singles. Yeah, Skin and Bones. I mean, that's unheard of. It's yeah. yeah you don't yeah. normally see that where like an artist will drop an album and like they're still pumping singles out because the songs are just that good. I can listen to that album, Social Cues, no joke, from start to finish, 
and I don't get sick of it. That's another one. And and it's the first time that that's happened in a long time. Probably, I mean, I can't even remember the last album that's came out that I, I never Just can't had to stop skip. listening yeah, to it. Yeah. That I, you didn't have to skip anything. For me personally, the last album that, that hit for me was Greta Van Fleet's first album. Oh, wow. Anthem of the Peaceful Army. I was just like, holy shit, this sounds like Led Zeppelin, but like not in a bad way. Because like they get a, they got a rap at first. Oh, I like, know who you're talking yeah. about. They like replicate uh, Led they, Zeppelin. They're like, the they, kid's voice, Josh Kiska. Okay, I do know who you're close. talking about. I heard that in their new album, they're changing their it, sound. It's so different. They dropped like the first two singles already, and it sounds original, so original. Yeah, so... Uh, um. I really, I didn't like them too much. Because uh, of it, that. Because of that. Fair I, enough. I don't like, I like, look, I understand the love for Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. You know, my favorite song from them, uh, 10 Years Gone. Oh, I love that song. I love that song so much, man. And Cashmere, of course. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I mean, even you would know Stairway to Heaven. Oh, I, yeah. Great, <laughs> great influence on, on music. The irony but, of that, actually, that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Isn't and, that ironic? No. Well, because you have a Zeppelin in the sky, and it yeah. crashed, and it blew up, and then you have a stairway to heaven. Well, you know the, the story behind the name, right? The Hindenburg? No, Blood Zeppelin. Oh, no, I have no idea. Uh, Keith Moon, the drummer yep. for The Who heard about them and he's like these guys these guys are gonna go over like a led zeppelin yeah they're gonna drop like a led oh, zeppelin. they're gonna drop wow. like a led zeppelin they were like okay and then uh, fuck you bitch dig dig well i love the who but yeah led, led zeppelin well I'm i love the who up until a few months ago when i found out that um i forgot the the lead singer roger of it. daltrey roger no not roger daltrey it's the other one pete townsend, oh, pete townsend yes if i hear the name then i know pete townsend uh i hear is a little bit of a pedo and what? Uh, yeah, right. and they've been find finding child pornography uh, really? for years, and yeah, and I only found this out recently, and I got completely spooked. I'm like, I gotta see, I gotta read more about this. Like, this can't be. But then it's like, where there's smoke, there's fire. So the last time I went to see the Who was uh, 2012, right after Hurricane Sandy, and uh, yeah, that's the last. That's gonna be the last time. Wow. We'll we'll have to do well, some research. Yeah, we'll do some research on that. I, I I love the Who, but I just I I I don't know. I kind of can't really. I haven't been able to really listen to their music anymore. Even though I do love, you know, Roger Daltrey, all these you know, I've all seen the songs. Them. They they put out great hits and everything. But I don't know. I won't voluntarily. I'm not saying if it's on the radio and it, you know it's already playing or whatever, I'm gonna shut it off. But I won't look for it anymore. You can't mm. watch CSI anymore because <laughs> of the opening song. We won't get fooled again. Oh, I immediately went to go up to the Long Law and Order theme song. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So, all right, I have a quick question. Uh, Joe, earlier you had said mm -hmm. Linkin Park would have been a little weird at um, Unplugged. A little. Why? So, like, I, the reason That's going to influence my answer a yeah, little bit, so possibly. The, not that it would be bad, because I still think it would be good. It would, be, like, weird, it would right? just be a little weird just because of... Well, I was going to say the hip-hop influence, but as but hip, they've done plenty of hip-hop mm. on plugs. I think it would just be more of a visual, a visual like, culture shock to me if I was watching it happening. Like, holy shit, these guys are doing Unplugged, but then I'm sure they would crush it, and I would wind up loving 100%. it. 100%. I so, mean, Mike Shinoda, he's really talented. Yes. He knows his way around an acoustic yep. guitar. Um, Chester's sound, uh, he, that he can bring his voice to any range, really. Uh, so I think he can definitely pull off the Unplugged. Um, their last album, he really did a lot of soft... Like, I don't people didn't really like... I love their last album. 
I thought Chester's voice is really just it really hit more like emotion just by going soft and if you look at the lyrics it really kind of went with what Chester was going through and it kind of especially listen, I listened to the album a lot more after he passed away and it was like wow it kind of like was he saying something was he like it's kind of weird but it was, I, I, I could definitely see Chester going really you know opposite from screaming yeah it's just that when I think of Linkin Park, I'm just thinking of like super high energy. Listen, he could scream at certain points, like we said before, oh, like yeah. Kurt Cobain. Kurt. He saved it for last, though. Mm-hmm. So they would have to just basically build pick him to it. One yeah. song where he does let mm-hmm. that out. But I mean, he could definitely do a soft version of Crawling. Yeah. I could see that. He I could. could see a soft version of In the End. Well, he did, uh, what was it, One More Light for Chris Cornell? One More Light, that's the song. Yeah. That's, that song. So. That's and they can also, and especially if, imagine, dude, and because Cornell and Bennington, they were both so close. Imagine them two doing an unplug together. Oh, dude, dude, I'd die. That would be amazing. My, my, my whole thing was also, um, in my head, um, you can have Chester Bennington, because, you know, when Scott Whelan passed away, um, that was the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. Chester Bennington actually stepped up and he uh, took over. He took over for a bit, um, and he was a great, great front, front man. man for them. Yeah, he fit like they were like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. You know, so who else filled in? There was a few guys. Who, there was uh, a few guys, but I think that the, the guy that did it best to this day, in my opinion, Chester Bennington. Yeah. Now imagine you have Chester Bennington doing an unplugged where he brings out Lincoln Park, you know, and then brings out Stone Temple Pilots. And does songs from both, or even Chris Cornell. Imagine he brings out Audio Slave, and then you know finishes off with Soundgarden. I think you'd have to finish off with Soundgarden. Oh yeah, you can't. How do you not? Yeah. you can't follow that. Black Ocean. Well, who would you Black pick, Ocean? For a modern band, where we said any modern band, dead or any alive, any modern or... band, dead or alive, any genre. You could say hip hop. Mm. Who would you pick? I, mean, I feel like a lot of old bands that are either dead or you know old they might have done unplugged already. Mm. Like I mean, for me, I've always wanted to see Bob Dylan, but he's done unplugged oh, okay. already. Yeah, which he was did. a good episode. You know, and I, I love Dylan. And it, it was actually uh, an album, also. Yeah, he was one of the ones that got to do an album for it. Dylan was actually speaking of the whole, uh, you know, going unplugged thing, changing the, your tune. Dylan really started that. I remember, you know, when he first came out, '62, I think it was. He was all about folk, acoustic guitar, folk, blah blah blah. blah. Couple of years ago, it was by. perfect with the unplugged thing. Yes, uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, couple of years go by, he went electric, boogie oogie oogie, pissed off, <laughs> <laughs> pissed off the world. They was like, "What? You're, you, you're I, acoustic? What are you doing?" I think that pissed off Steve Jobs people, too. He would perform in a crowd. He had the electric guitar. People would boo him. Mm. He would boo him on stage, and he was like, "And I remember his classic quote was like, Fuck it, play it loud.' Just." You know, whatever. I didn't care. People were booing. What are you doing? That's not you. He's like, this is me. This mm-hmm. is. And he, he actually changed his, t- uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sound. Game. Sound. Yeah, I guess sound. He changed his sound like every ten years. He changed. Kind of like almost like. Uh, I don't know either way. Whatever. But he always changed his sound. He went like I remember in the '70s. He went more like a, like a rock. Like he had a cowboy hat. He was going more like just. Then he went like, so, like '80s was more, uh, pop more. But he, Bob Dylan, one of the great. I took a whole class on him in CSI. Fantastic class. Very interesting. Dude is still performing. He's on the, I think the, like the longest tour of all time. He's yeah, forty years. Yep, maybe even longer. This this tour never he never stops. This guy's yeah. like pushing eighty, and he's still going strong. His voice is a little shot now, but mm-hmm. I would love to see him live. Um, but imagine that, like doing what you love, and it's not even a job for him if he's touring for all these years and he's enjoying. Yeah, exactly. He's enjoying what he's loving. But Probably still doing it through COVID too. Probably. Uh, I know he goes to like the Beacon Theater a lot in the city and all. Um, but modern bands, I mean, you know me, I love Thirty Seconds of Mars. I think that would be a really good unplugged. 
show. I think Jared Leto could really. I think they may have done. Did they? Did they Did do they? Because <sighs> when well, I saw, him, I looked at two hundred and seven names. When I, I, saw I, him gotta, I gotta go back with the Lincoln Park show at PNC. He did uh, one of the songs as acoustic version, but it sounded great. And I was like, uh, Hurricane. Hurricane's a really deep, and he he really branches his voice out. And he did an acoustic version. And I'm like, wow, that's a really good. You know, I didn't expect that. Them. Yep, 2011. Would you? Oh, they did one. Sweet. Would you Maybe pick? I rewatched that. 6 a.m. I was yeah. Oh. 6 a.m. But then I thought like, well, it's kind of like the Starling Ballroom kind of. I already saw them in that kind of atmosphere. You want to see somebody? So they use electric, so it's, I could definitely see that again. More so unplugged. More than unplugged that. is really just more of a more personal venue, pretty much, right? Kind of an experience. Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, it's okay. a smaller, more intimate yeah. setting. But let me ask you a question, Corey. So you're a sure. big hip hop head. You love yeah. hip hop. What artist, which hip-hop artist would you like to see doing Unplugged? Tech Nine, hands down, mm. in my opinion, especially for modern artists. Well, I mean, think, I mean I don't, I've never heard Tech Nine's music, uh, so do you think that he can translate his instrumentals into an Unplugged, like, you know, done with acoustic guitars and acoustic bass and acoustic drums? Yeah, so Tech Nine, you know, it's weird to call him like a modern artist because he's been around, I mean, he has a song with Tupac, like that's how long he's been rapping for. I mean, he's been around for a long time. But, you know, nobody works like him, in my opinion. And that's across any genre, I think. Nobody, I think, works as hard as he does. Nobody tours like him. Nobody puts out music like, well, except maybe Bob Dylan, because he's been doing it for 40 years. But, but Tech Nine, I think, has the world record for... More, more than well, 40. Tour-wise, yeah. but music-wise... 70? 60, 40, I said math. Yeah, math. 80? No. 70. 60 years. 60 yeah, years. 1962. But, yeah. Uh, 60 years. I think Tech Nine has the world record for most performances done in the least number of days. Really? Yeah. I can see that. And, uh... So for him, I watched, it was, I actually, I saw him live, which was ridiculous. The concert was fucking crazy. But he was on, um, NPR has a YouTube channel and it's like a uh, like little desk concert or something like that. And they have, you know, bands come in, they have rappers come in and they just perform in an office at the NPR office. So they had the, like actual guys playing instruments while Tech 9 and Chris Calico were up there rapping. And, you know, he's also versatile too. Cause I mean, he does a lot of songs with like, I mean, he has songs with, um, the guy from Corn. He has a song. Jonathan with, Davis. Yeah, he has the he he has a song with the guy from System of a Down. I mean, so he does a lot of rock music too, like in terms of like music wise and Surge, artists. And he does metal also. So I think he could definitely fit into a uh, you know an, an instrumental kind of you know sound. Yeah, speaking of Corn, uh, they did an unplugged set back yes, in two thousand seven. Kind of a little bit infamous because um, a lot of people didn't like it. I don't know. There were there were a chunk of people that didn't like it. I personally, I love Corn. You know, I think they did a great job. And actually, that year, uh, they came out with that uh, Evolution, mm. that song Evolution, and they went on tour with that album. I don't know what uh, album, what the name of the album was, but I remember going to a free concert in the city, in New York City, in Manhattan, and uh, I remember getting to going into a mosh pit, and uh, you know, I, I only stand at about five six, uh, so. There's people that are taller than me, so this one guy was, uh, you know, about. I, I would say his 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 teeth were about uh, to the top of my head, and the reason I know that is because he was pushed, and his teeth went right into my head. Oh, I was busted open. I was oozing blood all over the place. I was Shit. I was loving it. Jesus, though. and he wow. stayed yeah. till the end. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, "All right, let me get this checked out." I was yeah, well. Got it all cleaned up and everything. It was, uh, you know, I still have the scar somewhere up in my hairline. It's a memory for you now. Yep. Never forget it. I say, has Foo Fighters done Unplugged? 
Because that would be a fantastic show. That would be that a, would a be great unplugged. I don't like, think that they have. I don't think they did. And I think that I think right now would be a great time for them to do it. They just released that new album. Um, you know what? Actually, you know what would be really fun? He has this uh, this thing Dave Grohl does with uh, this this one like little ten year old girl. She's a little drummer. Oh, she, she's she's that. famous on YouTube. She's it's been going viral that oh, they've been yes. doing drum battles yes. back and forth. Imagine her and she's very talented. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even believe how talented this girl is. I'm like, she's like ten. She's like ten. She's really good. God and bless. I, imagine her just doing one song with him, like oh, doing yeah. one song with him. And uh, and th- with that new song waiting on a war, that would be great. That would be perfect. Un- uh, yeah, as an unplugged song, and then they can do all their classic stuff mm-hmm. too. They can do covers. I mean, they won't do Nirvana though. No, well, and nor should but... they. No, no nor they should shouldn't. they. They they shouldn't do any Nirvana. No. If he wants to do one Nirvana cover, I would accept it. If he brought Chris Novoselic and Pat. Oh, Patty Smith. They, they both have to be there. there. Yeah, they both uh, would have to be cool. there. Quick question for you guys. You you guys would know this over me. Which band is Corey Taylor from? Stained, He's, no, no, stained. Slipknot, 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 and Slipknot. and um, and Stone Sour, yeah, Stone okay. Sour. Oh, what the fuck is it? Stained, very, song very, very talented. Corey Taylor. That, I love that song. He has two songs with Corey Taylor, and they're fucking awesome. So. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's a great vocalist. Um, I don't know. I don't think that they've done an no, unplug. I don't think so I, or, either. Or even if Stone Sour has, but he should definitely do an unplug. Oh yeah, he would be perfect for it. You know, as I'm listening to you guys talk about and, and describing more of what Unplugged is, I, another rapper who I think would be perfect for Unplugged would be Aesop Rock, if anybody okay. knows him. I know him. He actually, I, I, I think he, he did like a folksy album with this woman, and, you know, he's versatile too in the way he can kind of like, what kind of music he can work with, but, you know, they did a, a song about a laundromat, but it was just folksy. So, I mean, I think like the acoustic style would be perfect for yeah, him. He'd be good with Bob Dylan. Actually, you know what, Paul? I'm not gonna lie. I think that actually would be kind of a good pairing. The way he he kind of, because he's a very unique rapper. I mean, he's different than probably most people you'd ever listen to, and so and his style too is very different. I think that would be, Say you know, it's maybe he like might he around. might fit the best for. I would want to see Tech more, but I think Aesop Rock would be the best fit for an Unplugged, just because of the style of music that he can do. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh, hip hop artists. Uh, another hip hop artist that did an unplugged, the original run of the unplugged was Lauren Hill, and it's interesting yep. because she actually um, learned how to play guitar and stuff. Uh, and I heard that the set didn't go as well as they wanted to, that as they would have hoped for it to, or as she would hope for it to be. But um, I give her so much respect for you know being a beginner guitarist and getting out there and putting her stuff out, and you know. It just says a lot about about her as an artist too, and you know, not that I'm a big fan of her music, but you know, she definitely did a lot for that genre. Oh, definitely yeah. did a lot, you know, especially for that period of you know, she was a big influence mm-hmm. that al- on, on a lot of you know female rappers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you mentioned earlier about a, a musician or a band coming out with an album and then touring off of it for thirty years, I mean, the first person I immediately thought of was Lauryn Hill. I mean, you know, that album. You know, is a certified classic, and I think she's still. I mean, that's like the one and only album she still tours off of that singular album, and people still love it. You know, it's just it's one of those albums that for that particular genre of music is timeless. You know, so I guess there are certain people who can do that. You know, and she was the first person I thought of when you had mentioned that earlier. I'm trying to think of more. Yeah, was it Paul's Paul's thinking? No, I'm just trying to think of more people who would want to see. A lot of people, like I said, a lot of people already done the unplugged. Which is why Unplugged was 
was really it went cool. on for so long. Did, did we? I mean, I think it was mentioned earlier, but I think Paul had mentioned it, Beastie mm-hmm. Boys. I we talked about Beastie Boys off the air. Off the air. Oh, we did talk about it yeah, off the air. Do okay. Unplugged? I don't yeah, think they I did don't one. I don't think they would fit for unplugged, no. honestly. And it's can't have I'm that. Trying to th- I was while you were talking yeah. earlier. I had in my head can be Boys and the, the way their songs. Well, I'm like, mm, wait, especially now. The, is well, it only now, acoustic yeah. music? Pet live or dead? Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah it's sure. it's. I mean, look. It's oh, I'm slowly to starting to understand how unplugged works. I was just picking people <laughs> that like because you're unplugged. I did. I, I honest to God didn't even pick up on that idea that it's all acoustic. Well, you know the ironic part is that they're not unplugged. You know, they actually are plugged in, but they're yeah. acoustic guitars plugged in, uh, acoustic bass guitars Just plugged more in. Soft. It's more. Yeah, you have an acoustic drum set. Um, they're sitting. Okay, so then Aesop Rock definitely would be the most fitting rapper yeah. to do an unplugged. He fits. He fits uh, the most. Oh, oh my okay. god! Matter of fact, uh, yeah. back to the Nirvana uh, unplugged, and I know I keep going back to that. No, it's I just, fine. I that, that's it. that's the one. Yeah, that's the unplugged. But he Dave Grohl, and I, like I was saying before, uh, that you know they were worried about Dave playing so loudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the producer from MTV actually went out and bought him uh, brushes. Yeah. To play softer, and yeah. he, and and he was like thinking that there's going to be backlash. He's thinking like Dave's going to be like, I'm a drummer. I don't want to. I don't want this bullshit, but Dave was actually super like uh, yeah. grateful for he it. Got he was it. like, wow, I've he never, understood. yeah, I've never had, I've never played with brushes before. Yeah, he he played with brushes, not drumsticks. Like, like paint brushes? No, like the little thin brushes. Drum made brushes. for drum sets. Like you, you might have seen them. It's like a. They look like brushes, but they're made. It just gives it more of a softer. Yeah, drumsticks. Oh, drumsticks. Huh. They're not just. There's not just regular drumsticks. There's all yeah. different types of drumsticks. It, it, the you know. There's thighs. You can literally use any. Oh, no, no, that's uh, chicken. Chicken meat. That's oh. chicken. Ah. Uh. Oh, dark meat, white. No, meat, that's you know. also chicken. Ah, right. Oh, fried. Uh, no, that's crispy. Still original, chicken. Extra crispy. Extra crispy. That's right. That's still chicken. And a couple of grape sodas. <laughs> Wait. What is that from? Name that movie. A bucket of extra crispy and a couple of grape sodas. Why does that sound so familiar? Oh man, I love that part of the movie. I mean, it's I definitely. Yeah. It's just. I'll tell you, and you're gonna kick yourself. Damn, probably will. Yeah. Say it. Why are you doing the Jeopardy thing? I was waiting for. He was waiting for the answer. No, we said just say it. Oh well, he was still thinking though. Oh, you could say it. Oh, Bad Boys Two. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen that in a long time. But oh, that movie. That's why I run about. I can't remember that line. So yeah, I didn't know about drumsticks. Honestly, like I didn't know that they. Uh, well, again, I don't know that kind of. I don't know instruments at all. I can't play an instrument. I've never really you even tried triangle. to. But one day I'll be the greatest triangle. The player electric the triangle. triangle. The triangle. Ooh, hello there. The electric triangle. I'm always in a three-way affair. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> oh well, for people who are listening to this have no idea what me and Paul are talking about right now. This is uh, give us a couple of years. Just wait. Ooh. Yeah. No, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, I should have been more specific. This is uh, give us a couple of years. This is, uh, mm-hmm. you'll see. There's nothing to do with what you think it what is. What does that mean? I have yeah. no idea. Oh, I'm no. going to stop talking now. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, so, um, uh, the, the, you know, obviously Kurt Cobain passed away, uh, April of 94. The Unplugged album comes out later on in the year. The following year, uh, his wife, Courtney Love, comes out with an Unplugged, uh, with her band Hole, oh. um, you know. I think that's a pretty good name, considering you know her. Uh, that's all she is. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah, don't you think? And I think that think? she's a big piece of trash. You know, capitalizing on his death. And um, yeah, I don't really. 
I don't know. I have no respect for that lady. No, I, well, I, I totally I understand I where you're coming from. she's not coming on the show next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like people, people say, oh, well, she's not the worst person in history. She's not a Hitler. She's still a murderer. I mean, she still had the guy killed, and there's a lot of evidence, but we're not... Maybe that could be a different episode. That could be a, that's a that. conspiracy. That's a conspiracy yeah. episode yeah. coming at some point. For UG Nation, stay tuned. We yeah. have a lot of projects in the works. Yeah, so we have a lot tuned. of... Yeah. yeah. But, um... Yes, she did. And then in that set, did she not infamously do uh, You Know You're Right? She did. She did the You Know You're Right. And uh, I honestly never even gave it a shot to watch it. No, I didn't either. uh, I actually recently heard uh, a a live recording of her and Kurt Cobain doing Where'd You Sleep Last Night together. Really? Yeah, it was a live recording, so you couldn't really hear it too well. And she just botches it. She Mm. just... Her voice, she's, she's... just makes me sick uh, just as a person i don't even want to talk about her anymore you, you can't watch the movie man on the moon man on the moon man on the moon with, with jim carrey yeah but it's mostly yeah, oh, for jim carrey it's mostly for jim carrey yeah. and andy kaufman you know thank you very much one of the greatest of all times um another great uh unplugged artist and well actually i the original one that I ever heard in my entire life, like I said, my mother was a big, uh, you know, rock and roll, you know, fan. You know, she grew up with it, um, you know, in, in Brooklyn, New York. Like, she knew all the, she was on top. She had her, her hand on the pulse. I mean, you know, everyone knows that New York is has their That's, hands on the pulse yep. of what's, you know, what's, big, happening. what's in. And uh, she was always, like I said, Led Zeppelin and a bunch of artists that have played on the Unplugged. But also her her biggest, she she loves Rod Stewart. Anyone that knows okay. my mother knows she loves Rod Stewart. Uh, I feel like all moms love Rod Stewart. He did. And he I did love one. Rod Stewart. Uh, and he did one, uh, Unplugged and Seated. And it was a really good one because a lot of people don't won't even really appreciate it to know that, um, you know, that's a show that... He hadn't at that point hadn't played with his original band, not original band, but you know one of his his most famous band, The Faces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he hadn't played with them in so long, and in, on this show they brought them out. They brought out The Faces. He brought out um, Jeff Beck from the Jeff Beck group. Oh, Hall uh, of Famer Jeff Beck. Yeah, who who you know that they did that song. Beck. People get ready. They had so many great hits on that, and that was the first unplugged that I've ever seen. Uh, that I watched the video and I was brainwashed the cd was on all the time to the point where whenever i would hear the original songs like the maggie may and stay with me and hot legs and all this i would i would just be like this isn't even the real version the real version in my head is was the, the unplugged, unplugged version what year was this the, from uh i was born in 1988 so uh i mean no well the, he did the unplugged probably pro- the early 90s for oh, sure so forever young was still Forever Young was, the, okay. I think, the last uh, gotcha. song that he did on that. He did all his big hits, and yeah. Did, yes, Bob Dylan did do Forever Young as well. Oh, I'll say, different. is that the Jay-Z version, Forever oh, Young? that's another. I oh, want that's a different one. Forever Young, because that's also obviously that's not another, an original, there's, but yeah, there's several Forever Young. He sampled it. was the same guy that you were talking about. Like, he sampled it from this guy, and then... It's like an inception of sampling throughout, you know... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and speaking of um Led Zeppelin like we were speaking of before, actually Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, they did an unplugged set. Just the two of them. Just the two of mm-hmm. them. And they refused to do Stairway to Heaven. Heaven. You know, that the song we were speaking mm-hmm. of before, Stairway to Heaven because they're like they're so over it. They're over it. 
I mean, and I am too. I, I don't listen to that song. I won't ever voluntarily put that song on. Same. Because it's like, it's not that I don't like it. And there's a bunch of songs I do this with. I just don't want to listen to them because I don't want to get myself sick of it. I think there's only yeah. a finite, a, a finite amount of times that you can actually listen to the listen same to thing. The same thing. You know, I completely agree with you on that, where certain songs will just get too saturated, you know, and... That's the what the radio does. Yeah. Like, from a, in a hip-hop perspective, I feel the same way about More Money, More Problems. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that song, but I've heard it so many times at this point that sometimes when it pops up on my... Like, and I'm shuffling my music, I skip it, because yeah. I'm like, I, I can't listen to this again. It's just... Juicy it's, from Biggie Smalls. so many times, uh, you know? Hail Mary from Tupac. How many times are you going to listen to these songs? I'm, I'm only saying those artists because I know you're a big uh, yeah, hip hop Yeah, absolutely. Head. But, yeah. you know, it's it's just... Every every artist has their own version of that. And a lot of yeah. them, you know, like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, like, they get sick. They get sick, sick of... They don't want to play. Like, we'll go back to Kurt Cobain. After a while, Kurt Cobain did not want to play. He smells like Teen Spirit anymore. I, could, I can imagine. I don't blame him. Yeah. I can't even listen to that song. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I'm like... It's played so much. And I, I feel like oh, go ahead, Frank. Oh, I was gonna say also part. I I know that he hated it, so yeah. I'm like, yep. it kind of makes me hate it too, because yeah. I'm like, he's right, like, because it's not that I hate the song itself. I like the song right. itself. You know, I can play it on the guitar. I just don't play it because I'm like, you know, I'm I don't I don't really I don't know. It's a it's a song that. And they would never be able to do it on unplugged. Oh also. no, no, that's, no, no, that's not an unplugged no. song. But I feel like it's a song that kind of as much as big as it made them, it just takes away from them because they have such other great songs, mm -hmm. so much good music that it's like, don't listen to this song, even yeah. though it's a good song. Listen to go, listen to this yeah, song. Dive listen, deeper. Right. Yeah, and you know, and that's how you can really tell a fan of any musical artist or band is when you ask them what their favorite song is, and it's not the most Amazing. popular right. fucking song. That's true. You know, when even it, though it might be one of your favorites, right, but yeah, you don't want to even you promote have, that. Yeah, of right. course, you yeah. Almost, it's you're almost telling them like, look, don't even look at this because they're so much greater than right. you yeah. think. Like I, I said it before. Yeah. Like one of my favorite bands of all time is Oasis, and like their their big song that everybody knows is Wonderwall. I wouldn't put Wonderwall in the top twenty, maybe yeah. even the top twenty five Oasis songs. I think personally, like their entire first album is better than Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah. Half of their second album, which is what Wonderwall was on. Mm. Or maybe three quarters of that album is better than Wonderwall. They would appreciate you saying that. They're a huge influence. Yeah. They really are. Oh, I mean, yeah. my shout out to my cousin Phil and and Gab. Their their like relationship song is Wonderwall. Right. You know, what I mean, like it's, understandable. It's a great song. It's a great song, but it's dude. just one of those songs. Also, like you said, like you know, it's only so many times you can hear they, it. You they know they, I mean? they drove it into the ground. Like, but I think it still stands out as a great oh, song, just like Stairway yeah. to Heaven, right. just like all you know, it smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. And all these other ones, they they're still great. But I was gonna say, has Tenacious D done an unplugged? I don't. Oh, think so. they'd be great for I, that. Right? I think that they would was, be yeah. good. Like, that would be really good. <laughs> they would be good. You know, what my dad just sent me the other day. It was um. He, he tagged me on a yeah. He tagged me in a ah. clip on Instagram, and it was from the the music the play. Oh, and uh, you know, it's the the final sequence of Beale's a boss, and he's singing. He's like, oh, I'm the, the you know yeah. Because you said Wonderwall, and then I thought of Wonder Boy. And Wonder Boy is a song by Tenacious D, and I'm like, ooh, they would actually be. I could just picture them. You know, I could see them and doing like it. That, yep. JD and J I'm like, well, yeah. When we, when we Jack's first, voice. I'm yeah. like, this Tenacious D would be actually a really cool unplugged show. Well, yeah, because I mean, when he first meets Cage, I mean, he's literally playing like an acoustic yeah. guitar, like in the fucking park, just playing yep. and whatnot, and yep. you know, that's how they met. So Tenacious D, there you go. Yeah, that's actually a great answer, Paul. Thank mm -hmm. you. Great, if this was Family Feud, great answer. Great ah. answer. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, another genre. Uh, Besides hip hop and rock, that have done unplugged uh, is actually boys to men. 
Oh, R and B, R and B, a little bit of R and B in there. Actually, I kind of I mean it has like a softer, I can, suit, you yeah. know, more. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I haven't seen it, but I bet you they crushed it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not a huge Boys to Men fan, but I definitely anytime that I hear any of their songs, you know, on the radio or anything, I have such an appreciation for their voices. Yeah, like, their the harmonies way that they're are able to. Yeah, man, that they're super talented guys. They really are, and I I would love to actually check out that unplugged because mm. it's it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, um, another one of my favorite artists actually, uh, and I was listening to uh, some of his unplugged stuff. Um, actually, his his regular stuff, John Mellencamp. Okay, mm. great artist, John Cougar. John Cougar, John, John Cougar, Cougar Mellencamp. Mellencamp. He changed his name a lot. Oh, like Prince? Yeah, it was like John Mellencamp, John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp. Either way, good guy. Yeah, and you know he's I I don't know I. He's one of my favorites too. Like you know, just growing up uh, around, uh, you know, listening to him. Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. Bruce. also did uh, an unplugged. He did one. Michael um, Bolton. Did he? I don't. Know. I, know, I was just saying, like you know, I was thinking of the Lonely Island and Michael Bolton. So when you said that, I thought of the Jack. Jack Sparrow. That's how I said it as Michael Bolton. But yeah, with the with the grunge era though, with the Stone Temple Pilots, Dares that was, was a great, really good because yeah, we kind of just like brushed over that we one did. quick, and that was a big oh. one. But yeah, it was a big one. Also, uh, speaking of big, Big Empty, that that's mm-hmm. where they debuted that song, Big Empty. Is it? See, I yeah, that's that. the first time that they played Big Empty was on their unplugged. unplugged set. Yeah, and Stone that's Temple one of their Pilots. bigger songs. It's one of their biggest songs. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. from them. I mean, but they have just so many great ones. They do. What a, what a band! Twenty One Pilots. Did they do one? No, they would be just, really good well, for that. You know, I, I have a you know a thing where I sometimes I can't disassociate certain groups, and every time I kept hearing Stone Temple Pilots, I couldn't not like. I only kept hearing Twenty One Pilots in my head, so that's the only band I kept thinking of. I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like their their music. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting to see them on there. Did Green Day do one? They didn't. They, I don't, yeah, think, I don't they think they did. did. Wow, good. <laughs> wow, Corey doesn't like them. I fucking hate Green Day. They would do a Wait, great. Do you Green hate Day Green Day or do you just hate that one song you don't like? I hate, I hate. I don't even know the song that I hate, but I just know I don't like them. <laughs> what What is it about them you don't like? What, his, the, is it his voice or is what, it their um their music? What's like, their What's that fucking song? That, that I time know of your life. You're talking. Yeah. What's it? Is that what you don't like? Good time riddance. Time of your life. Or you don't like I Wake Me Up on September end. That, that's the fucking... I, I, actually, I don't like both songs. Oh, which one did you say? Well, the one that he said, Wake Me Up on September ends. He doesn't... I know uh, he doesn't that, like that That is song. my second least favorite song in right, the world. That yeah. You mean it's behind just, Hey There, Delilah? Yes, thank you. It's just... You know, I was talking... They should do it acoustic. <laughs> um, so, hey Frank, there, to, to answer your question, I was talking about this with our friend Kyle. You know, this was a couple months ago. We Hi, were ta- Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. What up, Kyle? Um, we gotta get you back on again, boy. For uh, we're gonna do uh, hip hop music again, so get ready, hip hop part of us. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about Kendrick Lamar, you know, and he's another one. He's he's really talented. Yeah. I like Kendrick Lamar. He is super Lamar. talented, but for me personally, I just don't like the way he sounds, and because of that, I that, can't listen that, to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I get annoyed with that. That's why I get a. I get annoyed yeah. with Lil Wayne with his yeah. uh, sound of his voice. There's a lot of, uh, of of these guys that just their voice alone. That's why I was asking, like, what is it about Green Day that you don't like? Is it his voice? He has it's, like this. He puts on this like nasally. I think it's the coolest, one of the coolest voices. You know. Oh yeah, I, in it's music. unique. I, I can't pinpoint it specifically because I've never given it enough thought because it's one of those. You know, you know how like your body experiences something and doesn't like it, and it instantly reacts to it of like, oh, we don't like that. And you know, you don't really think about why you don't like it. You just know 
avoid that. You know, yeah. that's how that song is to me. Like when that song comes on, it's just my body immediately is like that. Turn that, get away from it as fast as possible. If I sat down and really thought about it, I'd probably be able to pinpoint it. But it might be a, a tune with Kendrick Lamar, whereas, well, with Kendrick, it's specifically his voice. It's just the noise that is generated is not pleasant to my ears. And I guess same thing with Green Day. Like whatever noise they're producing, it's not something that my brain enjoys. All right, so I'll go to the Unplugged by Green Day. You don't have to go. Oh, thanks. I thank you. Thank you for taking one for the team, Paul. I right, appreciate that. Tenacious D, though, you come with me. Oh, a million percent. I'm coming to Tenacious oh, D one. Right. Yeah. When we get Mike back on the show, I have a we have a Tenacious D story. So oh, yeah, right. it's pretty we'll funny. T- we'll tell that when he when he comes back yeah. on. Mike, when you hear this, call me right now. Yeah. I think that there's uh, there's also there's other genres as well. Um, there's you know uh, Hispanic music. There was uh, Shakira. Shakira had done yeah. uh, an unplugged. Uh, Ricky Martin mm-hmm. had done an unplugged. Uh, there's a few other uh, Hispanic artists also, but it, like you know, my point is that it's it's unplugged. It's just it's so big and it's you know it really helped out a lot of artists mm-hmm. and you know they should me, bring them back more to me. A lot of these a lot of these albums that came out from the unplugged were that band's best album. I, like you know mm-hmm. that I can listen to all day because right. a lot of them it's like you know. A lot of them did like what MTV wanted. The, uh, look, do a set of your greatest hits, you know. Uh, but then a lot of them didn't, and it, you know, it, it was better because it exposed you to their other stuff. Right. So, which you know. is nice to get those deep cuts out. Yeah. <sighs> songs that people don't always. Uh, yeah. So I'm know. grateful. I'm grateful for MTV Unplugged. I really am. The Doors. Oh, they would have been great for Unplugged. I think I could see that as being a good Unplugged. Oh, Ant loves the Doors. That would have been a great Unplugged. Jim Morrison, right? Yep. Another another 27 Club. Another member of the 27 Club. I I just finished Val Kilmer's autobiography book the other day, and he mentioned, you know, he played Jim Morrison in the Doors movie, and I was like picturing this. He had a really, Jim Morrison had a really kind of like Kurt Cobain layout and just... I could see that. I think I think that would be a good. Yeah, he had a he had a great voice. He was very talented. Yeah. Um, also, another band that did unplugged uh, back in two thousand three. Uh, I guess that was during the two point The you know mm-hmm. MTV unplugged the second 2.0, wave, um, which they were a big band at the time, and then they like later on like got a lot of hate. Nickelback, and I, I oh, think man. That Nickelback. Yeah. I think they're I like Nickelback. They I were, like them. They were huge. Yeah, they were huge back then. I mean, I only listened to they two songs by songs. them, and then the one with Chad Kroger where he does uh, the Spider-Man's Hero. Well, okay, so it's two then. Oh wait, that wasn't Nickelback. No. That was just Chad Kroger. No, that well, was yeah, it wasn't Nickelback. It was, that just was Chad, oh. Chad and some other dude. So it's Hero I like, and I like the one he did with Santana also in the night. Santana. Okay, and then I like Santana. Um, if today was your last day. Is a great song. Okay, that's I just love that song. Great message behind that. I don't know why Nickelback gets so much hate, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just, it, it seemed like out of nowhere. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> like, don't you Ray think? Both Canadian. Both Canadian. Guys, you think it's about that time? Yeah. Been at it for oh, a bit. Yeah. That was fun. That but was good. even though, I mean, and there fun. are, yeah. just to, you know, just to mention, there were a lot more, like you oh, said, yeah. 207. That's a lot. Different a artists. Lot. Um, I generation mean, after generation. It's crazy, the, the different genres, too. We didn't get to get to everything. But, so, I mean, just to give you an, an idea of the diversity of the different artists and the different genres that happened in, like, the, I guess, two, 2.0 version. Uh, you have you have artists like Trey Songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan. A lot of these I'm not a fan of, but I'm just going to list them off. B.O.B. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Um, you have Train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampire Weekend. I personally, I, I like some of their stuff. Silver Silver Sun Pickups. I like some, some of their stuff. Katy Perry did one. Um, Panamore. They're they're a great band as well. Um, Maroon Five. 
Oh, ne- yeah. Neo. Neo. So, you know, John Not Bon Jovi, Mary J. Blige, John Mayer. I'm I'm listing these off really quickly just because, like, to show you, like, it's not just rock. Like yeah. a lot of people, you think unplugged, you think right. grunge, you think rock, but unplugged, it's, 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 it's a little of everything. It's a little bit of everything. And I think that, like I said, it's a good launching pad for, you know, I think it, it could really use it as a tool right now, but maybe it's not as effective. Maybe right now it's more about Apple music and, you know, all these other platforms. Maybe, maybe MTV unplugged is obsolete at this point. Mm. Well, you know what then real quick before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. what I think might help them you know my you know i have apple music i have spotify too but i don't i don't listen to it but unless you're listening to us i was gonna well, say yeah. that i was like oh, well because i don't pay for spotify so like you can't like i'm very meticulous with my music so like apple music has been my thing for years but you know if mtv unplugged they'd like a radio station that you had on oh yeah that you can because like i'm literally there's a radio function on apple music they can literally just do their own station on like and apple play music. it that way so that's something that they could you really definitely utilize idea. And I don't know why they're not actually. It, it seems like they're almost um, they're MTV, missing a great opportunity. Yeah. Here. MTV, pay us for this idea. I think that <laughs> yeah. MTV are actually because if you go on YouTube right now, you really can't find too many unplugged you, you right can. now. There's a reason for that. I think that they're cultivating all their stuff. They're taking everything off of YouTube, and I guarantee that it's because they're gonna probably put it on some streaming service. Yeah, that or makes, something I that, that they own. Like you know what I mean? Like by uh, uh, Paramount. Paramount. I was gonna say that too. It would be Paramount because I'm pretty sure that's Paramount. They own MTV. Beavis and Butthead. They yeah. have all the Viacom stuff. Doing, yeah, so. exactly. So I, maybe so. they would bring it. Maybe every year or two, Paramount Plus will bring back an oh, unplugged, unplugged original series. For sure, it'll be yeah. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Bring back all the old old ones. You can watch all the yeah. old episodes. They should definitely do that. Maybe it's on there now. Yeah. Very well. Uh, there are a few artists that for some reason get to keep their stuff on oh, there. Right. Nirvana, thankfully, are. Uh, one of them uh allison chains are another that you could still watch uh for free on youtube so there are uh, still a lot of unplugged material you just yeah. type in mtv unplugged yeah type in the artist if yeah. you have to but a lot of stuff pops up yeah you'll see the heavy hitters that the, the heavy hitter unplugged ones they're still up on youtube yeah wait you said that you can find these unplugs on youtube right yeah some of them a lot yeah. of them got taken off by mtv uh you know because, like I said, they're going to just be doing something with it. That's my opinion. It's the same reason you've seen, away. like, uh, you know, Disney stuff solely coming off of Netflix leading to well, the yeah. launch of, you know, Disney, Disney Plus, Plus yeah. you know, um, which I already knew that. But I did uh, listen to that episode you guys were talking about with the streaming services. Yep. Really, oh. really good, interesting oh, episode. That's an old, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that an old one. one. That was number two, I think, or was three. It? Three? Well, thank, I think you, I thank you, Frank. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Shout Seriously. out to thank Three you. Ugly Guys. Hey, thank you. you. Know? Yeah, we really thanks, appreciate Dom. that. Yeah, 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 thanks, Dom. Call us when you uh, hear this. <laughs> yeah, you won't. Um, so, yeah, so you can find Unplugged stuff on YouTube. And Paul. Yes. Where can they find us? Well, Corey, I'm glad you asked. Oh, thank because you. Because I have some news. Uh-oh. Well, you can find Three Ugly Guys I mean, on oh, yeah. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and Twitter. But also... <sighs> On Reddit. Oh shit! We are now on Reddit. Three ugly guys podcast. We, well, yeah, Reddit. You'll podcast, still find. Well, yeah, us. you have still type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be still the name is on. specifically Three Ugly Guys podcast. So for I don't Reddit. know if we're Three Ugly Guys on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and then Three Ugly Guys podcast on Reddit. I gotta yeah. figure out a new way to yeah. incorporate right. that into the, that. Yeah. It's the same logo, so you'll you'll see the logo. You know what we look like. We'll weave it into our intricate tapestry, and yeah, we'll we'll be there. Yeah. So it's a lot of music that we. I have to listen to yeah, now when, like we, uh, when we leave, you know, I have to listen to this episode later too when it's done. On where? I don't know where. 
But I think Joe knows where we can listen to this episode. Oh, I know. Well, if you want to listen to this episode or any of our other episodes, you could check us out on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Podbean, Apple Music, and now <gasps> we are now on Audible oh, that, as well. Oh, man. So I feel like that's an a author big now. deal. We, we got the sixth Infinity Stone. We did. I feel like Barnes & Noble is going to yes. Sponsorous yeah. now. That would be Audible. that would be great. So yes, um, the usual five, and yes, we are now also on Audible. So anybody who has yeah, Audible out there, you guys like to read books? Yes. Stop what you're doing. Teach me how to read because I don't know how. Well, I guess you should listen to books on Audible. Uh, not really read, but yeah, uh, so. if you like to listen to books on Audible, listen to us instead. Listen to us instead. Listen to us while you're listening to a book. Yes. If that one, makes I, any sense, put us one in the background. You know, <laughs> I guess you have two phones. Put our volume lower. Computer. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine that? If Listen an app let you do both. A book. <gasps> Can we do? We, we could, could do. We could, should read Project the Gutenberg Burks. Oh, the well, Bible. I said Burks. Project Gutenberg. Burks. Project X. That's actually that'd be a great video. But we, right. could, we could read Moby Dick. Also, I want to say one thing, Frank. Can, thank you, Frank. Frankie Cheech. Frankie Cheech. Yeah, Frankie Cheech. Oh boy, Frankie Cheech. I want to really thank you for coming yes. today. Oh, thank you guys for you know even have me on this thing. I, I had a lot of fun, honestly. I, I love talking glad. music. I love, yeah. I love talking. I, 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 I love yeah, you can, just your shooting. knowledge is very phenomenal. We got to get him oh, back. We got to get you back on when we do our next wave of wrestling stuff. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a big wrestling fan. So yeah. well, I, I you know what? I hate him. <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting because I was a big wrestling fan. I, I was telling you guys before mm-hmm. the, the you know we started. Uh, I broke up with wrestling uh, around the quarantine time, uh, and uh, you know I'm I'm a disgruntled fan at this point. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, but you you have you know super fans like you know the guys that that have the faith in it still. I guess Paul Joe, mm-hmm. and then you have a, someone like Corey who doesn't really know about it. I think that you know it's 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 really fun to listen to you yeah. guys uh, talk about it, wrestling. It's, I saw. It, you know, I, I'd like to hear more about that because that WrestleMania episode, uh, you know, it, it popped me. Thank you. Oh, thank you so wow. much for that. We really thank appreciate you, that. Okay. Appreciate yeah. that. That's really thank you very much for that. You're welcome. I feel giddy. Yeah, me, me too. I do. I really do. As always, we are three ugly guys. I'm Corey, aka Wap and Molly's. In the house tonight, we had Joe. Wap, wap, wap. And we had Paul. I am Paul. Even though you said that already. But, from three of you guys, this is the end. My only friend, the end. Mm-hmm.